friend Scott Thorson. You're incredible. I love to give people a good time. Why don't you come work for me? As what? I need a companion, someone I can talk to. Do you even like this man? Yeah, I really do. Well, look who's up. <laughs> to be completely up front. This podcast is going to be graphic in nature. <laughs> Just you have been warned. <laughs> yeah, beyond the explicit stamp that ours get. This will be, this is, typically ours are not safe for work anyway. Mm-mm. But we have frustrations that are built up and our articles, yes. are be, our, our news stories are going to fuel that fire. Fat, middle-aged angst. Must be dispelled. <laughs> I, I almost said we'll dispel it all over you, but that sounds uh, that no, sounds a little no. uh, skeet, skeet. <laughs> that <laughs> no. sounds a little no. We'll be talking about that and what we watched. At least I will be. <laughs> I'll be talking. Hopefully, yours wasn't accompanied by skeet. Get, no, <laughs> I'll be talking about the man love. <laughs> yes, you you will. I have not seen this this. Nope. But I intend to, and people are going, what the fuck are they talking about? Nah, you know what we're going we're to fucking talk about? We're going to talk about Fables. We are, and will now. Yes, Fables has been apparently greenlit, the DC comic Fables, which, uh, you know... That it, one's by DC Vertigo, right? Vertigo, yep. the Vertigo version of DC, right. Uh, which is a little bit more of a, what they're, I don't know, edgier titles and stuff like that, a little bit more... Uh, Experimental titles and stuff. It's not uh, the Superman stuff and that. Anyway, um, it has been greenlit finally for production, um, which I'm ecstatic about. And quite frankly, I, I I'm I thought it would be a lot sooner than this, especially with like the whole fairy tale genre seeming to come into the the mainstream lately. Well, they've been the... trying to get this one done for a while, haven't they? I could have sworn they've had deals in the works. Which, well, not deals. There's been talks to turn it into TV shows, mm-hmm. to get movies done. Well, the thing is, this, you know, you can look at, like, What's, Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. and uh, even, like, uh, I don't know, Grimm, things like that, that sort of fall into that, or the movies with the, the Snow White movies that have come out, mm-hmm. the Hansel and Gretel. Fairy tales are very in vogue right now. Mm-hmm. But well, if you haven't read Fables... Fables is like all of that put together, only R and X-rated. Well, yeah, it, it, it's, it looks like a kid's story, but it doesn't feel like a kid's well, story. Well, and therein may lie the issue here. What version of Fables are we going to get? And how are you going to market this? Because basically what Fables is, is... All of the nursery rhyme characters, all of the fable characters, you know, that type of, those types of uh, characters were driven out of their 
respective homelands by a mass called the Horde. Mm-hmm. Okay? And what's happened is the human form fables have ended up in this block in Manhattan that they've sort of enchanted so that they, they, they can live in their fairy tale existence. And then all the non-human ones are taking residence in a place called the farm in upstate New York. Which the, the three little pigs, yeah, the bears. The three little pigs definitely do not like the thought of going there. Because one of the themes no. is that they're always trying to escape and get back to the block. Right. And this 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 the graphic novel is just pure brilliance. It is so awesome. If you don't if you don't mind some uh, expletives and some nudity and all that kind of stuff in your fairy tales, this is the stuff for you. Well, and the thing is, it's also gorgeously done because oh, yeah. they they use the old classic comic style. It looks like you're reading... Like Prince Valiant. Right. Or, like or one of the Prince Valiant style kind of comic mm-hmm. looks. So it can. it's almost like you're being rope-a-doped when you're reading it, and then they hit you with very adult themes, but so well written. Well, and, and therein lies the problem. What what version of fables are we going to get? Because you are marketing this. Your characters are fairy tale characters. Mm-hmm. Fairy tale characters are for kids. This is not a kid's book by any stretch. Oh, no. I'd argue in, in, in a lot of regards, this is an NC-17 level book. To do it right. Sure. Yeah. So, are we going to get fables that we're accustomed to, or are we going to get some watered-down bullshit? I like think a, we're going to get a PG-13 fables. Then, then it's, a it failure right off, it's a failure right off the bat. They, they'll be able to grab the look. That, there's no doubt in my mind that way. With a caution that they don't want to overdo how CGI they go here. Because it's going to be CGI-ridden. Some of it. But, they... I just have a feeling because right now comic book movies are all the rage. They'll go PG thirteen, try to put it out for a mass. Well, they and didn't do it to kick ass. This is true. They didn't. Do you believe though that they really thought Kick Ass was going to be a runaway success? Or well, did I, I don't. I don't know that it even was. It wasn't. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I assume it made money because they made a second one, right? But there was it only a, made fifty or sixty million in the box, right? I mean, there was a specific target audience, pretty much for Kickass. However, while Kickass, yes, is a comic book, it's it, it doesn't re, re, uh, rely on characters that are meant for children to begin with. It in Fables, you Snow have White. Snow White and Cinderella and things like that, which kids are going to gravitate to, or you're just going to get stupid, ignorant parents who go, "Oh, it's a ball about because." Right. Because they don't read. They don't read that this is R-rated or something like that. They just take their kids, and all of a sudden, the big bad wolf is putting it to Snow White in the first scene, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they're ready to sue and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I hope we get the right version of this. And, and everything we'll I've see. heard, they're looking at doing trade number one, right? That is around the death of Rose Red. Uh, not the death of Rose. Was it the death of Rose Red? Well, what's Rose Red in the books is Snow White's sister, right? Isn't that what it was about? It was, or is it? But it was. Yeah, you're right. But it never. But yeah, spoiler. Yeah, that, well, she never really died, right? Spoiler, spoiler but, yes. alert. But the initial when it began, it was about an investigation of what appeared to be the the, dis, the disappearance and or death of Rose Red. Yes, it was a bloody Correct. crime scene. Correct. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll see what we get. I mean, we're we're in the. 
infantile stages of this whole thing. Probably three years from now. Um, let's hope they do it right. <clears throat> yeah, in our accelerating age, though, three years from now is going to feel like about a month and a half by the time it gets. Well, this is true. Three. Let's be honest. For us, three years is probably what one heart attack away. Mm. There was something like that. Speaking of which. We're, we're sucking down the Harpoon IPAs. I'm glad you called sucking, you didn't say we're sucking down the poon, because that would have no, been a little no, different. No, skeet, skeet. No, we'll <laughs> but, talk about that later. I no, we, we are going with Harpoon IPA. Oh, it was why? a good choice. Well, you know. I was expecting the Sam would walk through the door. And, and literally, I had that in my hand, and I'm staring, and I said, you know. This is actually probably just as cheap. Oh, the exact same price, and it just. We're hitting warmer months. It felt like Harpoon IPA time. Sure. Sam Adams, to me, is a good year-round. But once you get summer, you kind of want to mix some other things in. It's either going to be this or Shipyard Summer, and I opted for this. Or Twisted Tea. <laughs> or Bud Light Platinum. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, or what's the, uh, red, what's the Red Apple one that you see the commercials for right now? Oh, Apple. yeah. Um... I'm already going on to a tangent. We have to give ourselves a little credit, though. While we're talking about beer ads. Why? Do you realize Hailstorm is now part of an ad campaign for Anheuser-Busch? I did not know this. Uh, uh, not freak like me. Uh, shit. That's big for Mr. That. Misery. Not, not Mr. Misery. It's... Trying to think what the third, what the song is on the album. There's an ad campaign that I caught the other day. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's Hailstorm. As soon as it kicks in, it's a bunch of people going to a party with cranking up music, and it's fucking Hailstorm. Nice. And I'm like, again, thank well, now us. That they're, now that they're a Grammy Award winning uh, group. Thank us, because we were there first. We were there. For at least this era. And we, I mean, to the point where we were literally the ones in line... And I guess I'm stalling. Well, we were, well, we were watching. We saw Hailstorm live uh, when you could still walk up and pretty much get right in front of the stage, which we did. Actually, yeah. we kind of stood in the back for a little bit, but yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's Miss the Miseries in the song. I want to say, huh? Uh, in the song, I'm surprised they didn't use Here's to Us. It, it, the nice. whole commer- it's supposed to be a major party, so I think they were uh, going for the heavier sound. Yeah. And as soon, I mean, I I heard the bass line. I'm like, what the fuck? And let's crank it up and go, it's Hailstorm. And then it gets right, right. into Lizzie's singing. Right. But it's all these people nice. carrying Budweiser, which uh, they fail. But yeah. I get it, and they're going to get way more money selling to that one. Sure. And I don't begrudge anybody for selling their own product. Right. The fact of the matter is, good for fucking Hailstorm. But again, if you remember right, I supported the whole Glee thing, too. Because I had no issue when they when Here's the S ended up on Glee. Any promotion's good promotion. Sure. And for a band that deserves it, Rock on. That means they're making some good money. Mm-hmm. And we should see them in the studio again, maybe within the next year. Dude, if they ever stop touring. Well, which, which is a double-edged sword. Because I, I know, but that's a good thing. The only thing is, they're not, the head, they're not really headlining at this point. They're opening for, what, Daughtry and Three Doors Down. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Whatever. If you get a chance to see them, see them, though. They're, they're freaking awesome they're, live. Frickin', yeah, and, and <clears throat> buy any album you can buy them. They're they're that talented. Anyway, that's my so, sidetrack. That was Anheuser Busch promotion, which sucks. But right yeah. on. Um, so we have a few gears to grind. I'm going to start with. We'll start sort of benign, and then just work our way up to the more odd oddities of of the podcast. There seems to be this trend that continues to grow. 
amongst, uh, I want to say the high school set, but it actually the first one that I, rec- that I can recollect actually came from a military guy. And, and then a military chick turned out yeah. and matched it. Uh, you know, we, won't, we won't single out the high school kids here, but it, it's it's bleeding into all, all corners of society. Of average everyday people inviting celebrities to their respective proms and balls and just dances of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, the first time I heard it, and maybe it's just because I, I, you know, I have a soft spot for the military guy or something like that. You know, I have a little more respect for the military guy. It was with Mila Kunis. It was Kunis, Mila Kunis, right? right. And, and she ended up going there. But then you had one where where somebody asked Justin. I think it was the other military. The trick was Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yep. I can't remember if he went or not. But now you're getting high schoolers that are asking random celebrities and stuff like that. Just fucking stop it, you losers! You, you know my thing with it's this. I'm the first to call out celebrity being douchebag. I I, I will fully admit it. However, this is a losing hand that you're dealing with. It's a lose-lose. There's no way they can come out with any face saved here. No. If they go, either they find a way to cut the time out of their schedules, which celebrities, we like to think that they're just sitting around doing nothing. Oh, they shoot a movie. That takes three weeks of time. Bullshit. Most celebrities are going almost constantly. Yep. So they, the they, ones they, worth asking, anyway. Right. They either have to pull that time out of their schedule to be with loser douchebag, or they're going to get torn <laughs> apart. Right. On every blog site there is yeah. for for them being too good to hang out yeah, with people. Yeah, that's just it. You're either a, a snobby elite celebrity if you don't go, or you're a glory hog if mm-hmm. you do go. You're just there for the press. It's lose-lose for these people. And I'm sorry, but these... These losers in the high schools who, they have no interest at this point in in any of the celebrities they're asking. All they are is, is just trying to get 15 minutes of, of fame because they're losers in their real life. We live in the reality show world right now. I know. Everyone's looking for their 15 minutes, and this is one way to do it. Make a fucking retarded YouTube video. Yep. Record myself begging... Oh, uh, I want Taylor Swift to go to the prom yeah. with me. You know, I'd really like to get with Olivia Munn. I would love to get with Olivia yeah. Munn. Yeah. So, you know what? Look at me. I'm a, I'm a fat, bald bastard. But if she doesn't hang out with me this weekend, she's a bitch. Yeah. That, that's It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. The fact of the matter is these people are just showing how pathetic they are. Yes. However, people are eating it up. Mm-hmm. News organizations are... Feel the need to run stories on these douchebags, whatever they can. It's ridiculous. And who's left sitting there trying to figure out what to do? The celebrity. Yeah. This and they going, oh, great. Now what do I do? Right. Either I... You know, like, some celebrities that are, like, real popular stuff are are quaking in their boots that their manager... That there's going to be a YouTube video about them being asked to a prom in the next two days, you know? And now, here's another thing. What... Does this open up old wounds on, like... Ugly celebrity is Sandra. Because mm. nobody's asking Sandra Bernhard to the prom. No, and, and is she sitting there like now thinking like all those old wounds from high school being opened up now? Because uh, 
He's asking me to Let's go even to go dances. North. Rebel <laughs> Wilson. I don't see a whole lot of videos being made. Gee, Rebel, you are so hot. <laughs> and I would be the coolest guy on the planet if you, if you would bring your fat ass in and sit in the prom with me. It's not happening. No. And you so know she's what? probably like like crying and right. eating ice cream and getting fatter because nobody's asking her to the She's <laughs> opening up her jar her tub of Duncan Hines frosting <laughs> and washing it down with a tall nice Reading tall cold scrolls for pitch perfect too. That's right. Oh. Oh, and look at this movie. I'm going to be the fat quirky girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Jennifer Lawrence just got invited to another prom. Oh, God damn it. Where's yeah, the what, strawberry frosting? Yeah. What's that one? You know, you know Jennifer Lawrence is getting invited oh, at some geez. point here. And the thing is, which here's the other thing. And when does it also become ridiculous? When does it become the nerds mm-hmm. like us, but not like us, nerds, though, that will say... Not only do I want you to come, you look fucking hot in that mystique well, then costume. It's, then it's freaking creepy, though, because especially we're talking the prom, because we're talking about illegal stuff. Well, <laughs> all right, not illegal, but unless you take it the next step. And, you know, and I don't, well, that's just it. I don't, I don't trust people enough that, that in some, at some point there's going to be a setup. At some point, Damn right there is. 17-year-old is going to invite celebrity to prom, mm-hmm. and it's going to make accusations and claims, and then all of a sudden, celebrity is... Yeah. I, celebrity becomes that creepy uncle that tried to drop a digit on you, yeah. is, is what's going to happen in the yeah. prom. It's ridiculous. It, 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 I do not understand... Well, I guess I understand how we got to this point. I don't understand why so many people feed off this and want to keep it going. They need to stop and just understand how pathetic it looks. Well, celebrities at go. this point just need to—they need to come they, in mass and just say, "Say no, we won't do it, can't do it," and, and just either say, "Look, it's too difficult for us," or say, "We get so many of these requests, we just flat out can't fulfill them all. And because we can't fulfill right. them all, we won't fulfill any." Right. Here's Date a people picture. in your own <laughs> class. Right? Yeah. Here's a signed picture. Yeah. Enjoy sitting by yourself in that room and getting started on it. Just enjoy. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's beyond me how people just continue to, uh, to encourage it to, I don't know, everybody, I'm, I'm beginning to think YouTube is the worst thing that ever happened to humanity. Oh, it is. <laughs> It, it, it made rednecks into... It, look, celebrity backyard... Uh, celebrity, sorry. Redneck backyard wrestling. It's had a whole uh, new life on the fucking internet. Yeah. The internet is, look what retarded stuff yeah. I can do. Yeah. And I'll become popular. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we started a video series on I, You YouTube? know, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder. Maybe we're just the idiots who just, are just missing the boat. Maybe we need to come up with something. This is true. Admittedly, we do kind of have faces for radio, but the, the fact of the matter the is... The fat, drunken, stupid show. Oh, we could pull that off. Yeah. Well, that's a... Make skits, do whatever. Because everyone likes watching fat, drunk bastards doing we'll stupid on, stuff. Let's work on this. Yeah, that well, works. I, in the meantime, though, I'd like to talk about beavers. I, Are you okay with that? I am a fan of a nicely trimmed beaver. How about when that said beaver grows to be about three feet tall and attacks you? I would find that problematic. for that. <laughs> yeah, and I would think that that means that going down ends at that point. 
<laughs> well, apparently, over in Belarus, that's in Russia for the three of you listening, uh, apparently the beaver population over there is getting uh, increasingly aggressive. Well, you why you wouldn't you if you're a Russian beaver? Well, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true. What else do you have going for you? <laughs> uh, apparently, there used to be... Um, you could hunt the beaver over there. <laughs> but apparently, the beavers are about to become extinct. And Lord knows we cannot yeah. have no beavers. No, no. So they banned hunting the beaver. So the beaver population grew and grew and grew to the point where now you have hundreds of thousands of beavers who have gotten to about three feet in height. That's a big and about, beaver. And about 65 pounds. Nice beaver. That's, yeah, that's, that is a very nice beaver. So at some point, beavers start sort of meandering their way into the general population. Now, quite frankly... Three foot beaver. If it's not named Jerry Mathers, it's not a beaver I want to contend no, with. No, 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 no. I leave that is one beaver I leave the fuck alone. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like um, like all the better beavers, better to see it in pictures than than close. I guess leave your beavers on the internet. Um, well, apparently there was a fisherman, a sixty year old fisherman in Belarus. And the name's not given here to protect his identity. You wouldn't be able I, to pronounce it anyway. Well, probably not. But I, it, it's smart that they protect his identity because you do not want to let anybody know that your relative was killed by an aggressive <laughs> beaver. Okay? He was on his way to, with buddies to a fishing trip and saw one of the three-foot beavers just sort of chilling like the road. As your three-foot beavers yeah, want to do. And if a three-foot beaver wants to just hang out, you let you the three-foot beaver do whatever the fuck it wants. <laughs> you just let the beaver hang yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so he, he thinks, it's like, oh, I'm going to get a picture with the beaver. Mm-hmm. Now, you could probably do that at a lot of adult conventions and things like that. That type of, of beaver. Of different colors. Is, yeah, absolutely. It, those types of beavers are, are safe well, with with certain precautionary yeah, I, measures, I, I would assume to, testing. To, I guess right, 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 right. Well, not your three foot like real beaver, beaver. No. So, dude goes up and tries to grab beaver for <laughs> a picture. Isn't beaver. this something Amanda Bynes tried complaining about a cop doing grabbing her beaver? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> Um, so, needless to say, three-foot beaver does not appreciate being grabbed. I don't think a one-foot beaver would appreciate being grabbed. So, beaver starts to bite the dude and punctures a major artery in his leg. They're out in the middle of nowhere. Fisherman dies of beaver bite. Scoreboard death, beaver at that point. Death by beaver. How? I, how embarrassing is that? Do you even like? Do you take this guy's picture out of family albums? You just completely disown dude at this point. Unless you're the Carradines, uh, okay. you know, I mean, the, the Carradines let it be known that one of their own got, died of auto autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. So maybe they let the photo get out. But other than okay. that, no, you disown this. Uncle guy. Ivan died. <laughs> An angry beaver killed Uncle Ivan. <laughs> he died a happy man doing what he loved. <laughs> he was grabbing a beaver. 
<laughs> what? What have we learned here? Do not grab the beaver. No, 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 no. Let alone three foot, three foot tall beavers. What I like here too is wildlife experts attribute the upsurge in attacks. Apparently, this is happening quite a bit over there. Partly to spring bringing about more aggressive behavior in young beavers. Now, we've been told from a very young age that young beaver is trouble. Right. You, you, yeah. <laughs> You've got to be careful of the young beaver. <laughs> you got nothing for that. What is it? 13 will get you 20 or something? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, you need to remember this. Um, to date, he is the only person known to have died from a beaver attack Again, in Belarus. We can't prove this because the fact of the matter is that maybe people's families have said, "Fuck that, <laughs> he's disappeared." Yeah. Chuck his body in the water and he, walk away. He went fishing. We never saw him. Let's be honest. I don't think Belarus is a whole bunch of people doing manhunts trying to find missing bodies. <laughs> no. You die of angry beaver there, unless your friends decide to fuck with you and put it out. It goes to the grave with you. Right. All right. So be careful of the young beaver and don't don't take pictures of the beaver, the Russian beavers in Belarus. And certainly don't run up and grab it. Oh, jeez. Speaking of animals, hairy animals, Kim Kardashian's in the news. Very As Kim Kardashian tends constantly. to Constantly. Right. Well... As talentless people like Kim Kardashian yes, tend to be. Yes. Um, well, apparently, uh, Kim Kardashian is the next in line of these these trendy douchebags that that like to just do things that are abnormal, but are like trendy amongst these these sets of weirdos. Well, when you get enough money, you're willing to do anything. You get bored and don't know what the fuck else to do. So. So, <clears throat> a role play here. Who am I? Uh, you be Kim. I'll be Kanye. Okay? Alright. <clears throat> Yo, baby. What's up? What's for dinner? <laughs> Placenta pot pie. <laughs> what? Placenta pot pie. Placenta pot pie. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. I, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> but beef stew would have been a much better choice than placenta pot pie. Oh no, you gotta share in the baby, <laughs> share in the childbirth. Kim fucking Kardashian is going is exploring the option because she's pregnant. Apparently, she's not just fat. She is exploring the benefits of eating her afterbirth, most notably the placenta. And apparently this is a thing. Supposedly it now, is. I, you know, I'm, I'm no doctor. I've been in hospitals. I don't like them. You do have a freelance gynecology Outfit, but <laughs> that's something else. Yes, I have plenty of latex rubber gloves. Yes, all right. Um, but I'm pretty sure you know. In you know, my kid is 17 years old. I'm pretty sure. Well, hey, I didn't really stick around for to see what else besides her came out. But I'm pretty sure what did went into the biohazard bag. I'm pretty sure it should. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking that. 
anything that wasn't attached to the kid went into some plastic bag. Somebody wrote something in Sharpie and dropped it into a bucket of sorts. And you... And that, that, they didn't write edible no. on the back. Dude, I'm the guy... If I crack open an egg, and you get that, that egg that's a little bloody, there's no oh, yeah. fucking way yeah. I'm eating that. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, mind, I don't mind a nice, you know, medium rare steak. <laughs> something like that. That's the difference in cooking. Right. This isn't that part of the body you look at no. and go, huh. Because what's next? You know what Junior will want? We just circumcised him. Let's make him a little bit of yeah. baby food with a circumcision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let him keep the tip in a different way. Right, right. <laughs> wear it around his neck. Um, make a bracelet. Or a brooch. Um, uh, anyway, the article says the 32-year-old reality star. Quit calling her a star. Unless you're going to put porn in front right. of her. Right. Mean, uh, revealed she might be interested in eating her own placenta after her baby girl is born in order to help her look younger. Does 32 years old have to look younger? What If you're 32 years old, do you have to look like 28 or something like that? I get maybe if if 44-year-old wants to look 20. Here's the deal. How much, all kidding aside, how much does momager, mom, come into play here? How much is Kim worried that... The younger sisters that are just coming of age are going to start drawing attention away from Kim. How much of that has become something in the back of her mind that she's said, doing these, everything she can? These people won't let attention be drawn away from them. Oh, fuck no. You, you can't tell me mom, well, soon to be grandmom, isn't already planning something for the daughter still in the womb. Yeah. It's going to happen. Uh, it, it's, they have no shame. Uh, apparently. Or talent. No, exactly. Apparently, some patients, after giving birth, request to keep their placentas. I think that's creepy in and of itself. I mean, what do you do? Putting that in? The, are you taking that to scrapbooking on the weekend uh, with the girls? It's like, you know, oh, I'm going to put the. I get the. I get the baby lock of hair. If you I do guess. that, you also need to keep the broken condom that caused the kids <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, no doubt. That would be funny. The empty here's the placenta, bottle. and here's what. Yeah. <laughs> here's the empty whiskey bottle. And the roofie that's left from your dad giving it to me. Yeah. Um, some of the patients desire to keep the placentas for cultural reasons. I, 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 I get that because there's some weird fucking cultures out there. All right, whatever. I'm, I'm sure there's some tribal ritual out in the middle of the freaking African uh, outback or whatever. That, that, that they need the people that we want something. to emulate. No! <laughs> Jesus Christ. They also worship the sun every morning. Does that, does that make any sense? Well, the, the plot thickens. Somebody, as, as somebody always will in America, will capitalize on this. <clears throat> and apparently, there is actually something called the Placenta Cookbook. Where a professional placenta preparer... I went to culinary school. That was not a chapter in the book. Uh, and, and, and this woman who wrote this cookbook says that women call her for her services. And, How and, many? Well, that's just it. <laughs> apparently enough that she gets a freaking cookbook. And apparently... Um, <clears throat> apparently they discuss on how to drain the blood from the tissue 
and exchange recipes. These women exchange recipes ranging from roast placenta to placenta lasagna. Mmm. Nana, this tomato sauce is awesome. Is there garlic in this? Among other things, yes. <laughs> what? 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 No. Mm. I think I think I just bit down on a whole clove of garlic. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> how many placenta do you need though to make a lasagna out of it? <laughs> it's just a, it's like Octo Mom can make I mean, a lasagna. <laughs> Are there multiple placentas for multiple babies? Or is there just one placenta and, like, all the babies are left? Yeah, they stick them along like a long tube. <laughs> they each other a little, little offshoot tube. Oh, Jesus, dude. Well, some believe that the placenta can help with the treatment of postpartum depression, um, and things like that. Which, all right, at that point, if that's true, then <clears throat> we can put a man on the moon. We can't, like, make a pill. Out of this stuff, we can't like dry it and grind it like we do, for, you know, like other things. Like you know, I, I know that like fish oil is good for you. We're not going around eating like raw fit. Well, I guess we are. It's called sushi, but you know what I mean. There's pills that you can take. Can't they do that if the placenta really provides that? Can't you they? You think we could find a way without having to, to manufacture to make or to synthesize food? what's yeah. in the placenta? Yes. But, dude, keep in mind, I'm going to name two titles to you. No, you, you're talking about Placenta Cookbook. Okay. Here's two titles I just pulled off Amazon of books that are out there. Natural Harvest, a collection of semen-based recipes. <laughs> I told you we were going to talk about that later. And Semenology, <laughs> the semen bartender's handbook. <laughs> okay. Oh, that gives a new level to a cum shot, does it not? <laughs> So, we're, we live in a world where people will eat and swallow anything. anything. Where everybody's looking for that sudden natural thing that people produce that can make them get in tune with God knows what forces are out there. I'm fairly certain that something that is after birth... Not intended to be ingested. I'm fairly certain that that load that ends up on somebody not supposed to be licked up afterwards. <laughs> only for her. Only, only for her. <laughs> and if you're gonna do it, if you snowballing your thing, fine. I'm fairly certain that it wasn't. Let me scoop it up. I'm gonna make some toll house later on. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, not. That was really tasty. A sandwich yeah, later. Yeah, it's ah. <sighs> People are just always looking for that one thing that's going to be like some cure-all. And it has to be natural. That's what kills me. They assume it's something natural the body creates. Well, if, if you believe in a god, it, do you believe he's really that cruel? <laughs> As an atheist, I'm saying, I hope he is. <laughs> I hope that if those if those people are right, that's the God. I hope he's sitting up there saying, huh, "Eat it." Yeah, it's like you notice that there's no gay dudes with cancer. Well, good point. <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and Michael Douglas is saying that he got cancer yeah, by going down on a woman. Uh huh. That's true. So. You know what takes care of it? 
Natural salve. Beaver. Some special. <laughs> Not angry beaver, <laughs> Not though. That, that puts you in the crane. Not three foot angry beaver. No. Anyway, <clears throat> don't ever. Don't ever invite me to your house and, and tell me that placenta is on the menu. Here's an idea. Don't offer lasagna and say yeah. it's a secret ingredient. <laughs> Try to figure out what it is. Because yeah. I know where my mind is going right yeah, now, but exactly. it's not good. Exactly. I'll never eat Italian again. <laughs> never eating tomato-based products again. <laughs> anyway, that, this segues nicely uh, into our douche of the week, and we'll come right back with that. And fresh beer. Oh, yeah. Dirty eggs. Idiot. Liquor of salmon fried fish. Moron. Raider of the Lost Fart. Rump roast. Liquor of dirty chicken butts. Buckfish. Soiler of towels. Listen, you insignificant square toed pimple headed spy. You. You foul, malicious, and evil little cockroach. Get up, you scum sucking pig. Now let's see if you can defend yourself, you sweat from a baboon's balls. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. You're always this stupid idiot to take lessons. I took lessons. 100,000 sperm and uh, you were the fastest. <laughs> you are the kind of club-toting, raw meat-eating, meat-tarzan, eugenin', big ball bubblehead that can only count to ten if he's barefoot or wearing sandals. You're short on ears and long on mouth. You're what the French call les incompetents. You are literally too stupid to insult. Thank you. Mr. Dorfman. Hello. 0. 0.2. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Gentlemen, Ciccolini here may talk like an idiot and look like an idiot, but don't let that fool you. He really is an idiot. He's a pedantic, pontificating, pretentious bastard, a belligerent old fart, a worthless, steaming pile of cow dung. My father says she's a real wart. A what? You're just a woman with a small brain. With a brain a third the size of us. It's science. How tall are you, Private? Sir, five foot nine, sir! Five foot nine! I didn't know they stacked shit that high. I'm actually beginning to enjoy these douche of the week segments because we get to make fun of people. Yeah, well, you and I will sit at lunch, and we'll discuss who really pisses us off. This gives us an outlet. Fortunately, we have a long lunch. This is A lot true. of people piss us this off. This is true. Um, this is sort of going to fall in line with uh, <clears throat> the last douche of the week we did, where we, I think we were talking about, uh, uh, what were we talking about last time? It was the mother of the, oh, uh, this was the... Yeah, the, 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 the gunshot wound, you... No, yes. this, you're right. Yeah, this one, this one doesn't <clears throat> tie that. It ties more into the rant we had a couple of weeks ago about the uh, the Sherpa fight and That's stuff, right. and talking about rich, pretentious douchebags, entitled douchebags douche who have way too much money and time on their hands that that they feel the necessity to to latch onto the next big trendy thing. And I don't think this is going to be a trendy thing because I think this is just going to be another one of those. Rich people things. However, there will be people that hear about this and think this uh, is just yeah. wonderful. Yeah, they'll be tying it into placenta eating, too. That'll be, like, on the menu, though. Anyway, our douche of the week is... Is placenta vegan? It wouldn't be. That's interesting. You know, that, you know what they're going to do? They're going to... The, the, the 
douchebags, the hipster douchebags, are going to start demanding gluten-free placenta, vegan placenta options. Soy placenta, which would be what? Pulsunta, because isn't soy versions of things where yeah. they just drop the vowels out of it? Yeah. Pulsunt. Yeah. That'll be the fake placenta. Yeah. Wow. Placenta restaurants are going to open up nationwide and, and people are going to complain because they don't you have the dietary You would assume they'd be fairly close to abortion clinics. Oh! <laughs> just saying! Oh, right to hell. Is that kind of like how pet stores are always next to Chinese Yeah, just, just saying. <laughs> it keeps the population down. <clears throat> Granted. Uh, Granted. Hmm. Oh, welcome to uh, Planned Parenthood and Sushi Bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, our douche of the week is Heather Barrington and her husband Adam. But mostly Heather, because I suspect that only only a woman would have come up with this. And if dude has really come, is dude's really on board with this? Let's punch him now. <sighs> Well, yeah. Anyway, Heather is pregnant, and her and her husband have traveled to Hawaii, where they plan on having a dolphin-assisted birth. Now, let's stop right there. A dolphin, that's how they define it, a dolphin-assisted birth. So, is the dolphin actually going to assist... With childbirth. I picture the dolphin is Flipper putting on the scrubs on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or <clears throat> are they going to like... It says Hawaii because they go down to, to Miami you know, and all of a sudden uh, uh, Dan Marino is helping out. With that, that That's be, sort of a dolphin yeah, assistant thing. That would you know, be a little different. He shared a cab with Dan Marino on the way to the hospital and he helped. Mm-hmm. That would be a dolphin assisted birth. Or an ex-dolphin. Anyway, these people went to Hawaii for a dolphin assisted birth. How does dolphin assist with birth? I, I would assume that it waves at you with its tail after it does somersaults in the air. <laughs> yeah, does it like does it do the thing like where it like goes up on its tail and goes by? Yeah. Is it entertaining you? Is yeah, that, that backflips every now and then? <laughs> you just gotta throw a couple of uh, little sardines little or sardines. kippers or whatever the fuck yeah, it is they yeah, give yeah, them. Yeah. Baby mackerel. Well, apparently in Hawaii is the Sirius Institute, uh, it's in uh, Pahoa, Hawaii, and the Sirius Institute describes itself as a research consortium with the purpose of dolphinizing the planet. I love that term. (laughs) (laughs) I I picture dolphins putting their swastikas on. (laughs) Is this like... Okay. Or the Return of the Planet of the Apes or something like that. Or oh, the, you can still so see it. Are the dolphins, like, like conspiring against humanity? <laughs> there was an episode of, was it The Simpsons or, or Futurama that had the dolphins coming up out of the oceans and starting to take over. And that's all I can picture is dolphin learns to walk on land, we are... Fucked. Unless like, you throw a beach ball, then they get absorbed, blocking <laughs> it back and forth. So that would be the ultimate thing because they right. still need to please people. Right. I mean, it's it comes down to, right. It's instinctual. They've got to entertain. So the, the the first line of defense, we're all loading up on kippered snacks and beach, beach balls. balls. <laughs> Quick, honey, load the kids. Come on, get the ball. Oh, yeah. oh, dolphins, dolphins, you're not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> it won't blow up. 
dolphinizing the planet. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, they also claim that giving birth with dolphins is part of an ancient native Hawaiian practice. I, I have been to Hawaii twice. I don't, I don't claim to be an expert on Hawaii. I stuck pretty much to the mainstream attractions. But I don't remember any instances where I learned, I read, I saw anything about the ancient practice of dolphin birth. Of dolphin-assisted birth. I go to SeaWorld. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they'll like let you kiss the dolphin or swim with the dolphin. Just, you know, you frolic. As, as you do. But you don't get into the pool with the dolphin nine months pregnant and squeeze out a child I, into the pool with the dolphin. I think they're getting confused. I'm more likely to believe that they're going back to like 5,000 years ago when Hawaiian dude looked at his pregnant wife and thinks something fucked up has possessed her <laughs> and has chucked her into the ocean to drown her from the demon that's growing inside of her. Right. That's not dolphin-assisted birth. That's drown the demon. It's different. No matter what spin you put Because like the volcano was too far away to exactly. throw her into. The, the ocean's closer. <laughs> Just throw her I in mean, the, let either, the demon Sacrifice drown. is sacrifice. <laughs> this is true. <clears throat> so... You know, and, and there are people who do water births. You know, like little, little, I don't know, hot tubs of some sort. Because nothing know. makes more sense than that everything coming out and you sitting in a pool with it floating around you. Well, the, yeah, well, that's just it. How does Dolphin feel about this? Oh. How's Dolphin swimming around, looking for some kippered snacks? He's done a few tricks. He's jumped over the little wire. And all of a sudden, like, it looks like somebody, like, like, Gutted like a fish, <laughs> and it's floating around. If I'm dolphin, I'm pissed. If I'm dolphin, I'm shitting right in the right next to this person because they've just released so much stuff into your water. Yeah. You're releasing something they ain't gonna want to be around right. either. Give them a floater, something that's gonna float right <laughs> at them. Dolphin floater. I, I, dude, I, this is this is people that just have too much time and money on their hands. And they've got to try to find the next oddball, trendy thing. And, and here's the deal. What do you tell your kid? We have a great story about how you were born. Yeah, do you put that in like their yearbook when they graduate as seniors? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> they, they become the dolphin kid. It, but here's the, here's the beauty. Here's what I fantasize about is they find that one dolphin that's holding a grudge. <laughs> That one dolphin that waits until the doctor's about to raise the baby up, and instead dolphin comes and grabs it like it's a beach ball. Right. And starts because, batting the baby around. Because dolphin, they're cute, they're cuddly, they're intelligent, they are wild animals. No matter how you spin it. They may be more intelligent than we are in some things, but they're still animal. Well, clearly they are. <laughs> well, that's true, because they're not going for human-assisted mm. births. <laughs> you know what? We need to have this baby... Get a human in this pool. <laughs> Shit him out now. <laughs> no. No. They, they're laughing at us, but they're getting the mackerel out of it. So in, in the end, they're all right. But still, you know, people just need to find something better to do with their well, and time. That, and that's just it. I think, I, I think what really makes these people douchebags is, are the odds slim? Maybe. But you're still... 
putting yourself and your newborn baby in a position to be harmed. Yeah. Because the dolphin can still be aggressive. Mm -hmm. And if dolphin decides that that's the point in time it wants to be aggressive... I because aren't, aren't dolphins like natural enemies of sharks? Yes, but they're not afraid of the sharks. No, shark won't fuck with dolphin because right. dolphins come in packs and knock out the sharks. And what happens usually with with shark? You have a situation where there's blood everywhere because mm-hmm. shark has gone into feeding frenzy and stuff like that. Are you not so so? Dolphin knows that that is a sign of potential shark. Yeah. Are you not? It's sort of recreating that scenario Mm -hmm. by bleeding out into this pool. Are you not recreating a scenario where dolphin could assume shark? It could. You you could argue that defense mechanisms for sharks could kick into play for dolphins. Right. So dolphin grabs baby, takes baby wherever, drowns baby, eats baby, whatever dolphin does to baby... Who's that on? Mom and Dad. It's not on the dolphin. No. Yeah, but Mom and Dad will just sue. Yeah, and they'll kill the dolphins for right. that happening. For being a dolphin. Right. It's it's no different, dude, than when Killer Whale has gone all Killer Whale yeah. in these shows, then they kill it. it. What part of Killer Whale do you not get? I love the fact that there's some Killer Whales in shows. But at some point, yeah, Killer you, Whale you know could go Killer Whale. You know the risk. And you have no right to put said animal down right. when it does exactly right. what its name applies. Dolphin is still an animal. Yep. And dolphin, we don't get what makes dolphins tick complete, completely yet. So what is to say that they could have some mechanism in them that at some point says, blood in the water is chum in the water. Mm-hmm. Sharks are coming. We need to kill whatever it is coming. Yeah. And take them out. It's well. It's just like Sigrid of Roy when when lion or tiger or whatever finally said, "You know what? That motherfucker hits me one mm-hmm. more time with that whip or waves that chair in my face one more time, I'm taking his ass out." Mm-hmm. Now Sigrid and Roy, to their benefit, refuse to allow the Which animal. Which I have down. immense respect. Immense for. respect for. Yep. And, but but they're hiding behind the the oh the tiger was just got was playful aggressive and stuff no tiger got tired of you whipping tiger tiger went tiger yeah tiger finally said fuck this right i'm tiger right and like i said ninety nine thousand times out of a hundred thousand dolphin is probably a pretty benign animal Mm -hmm. but one time dolphin is going to go wild animal dolphin is going to eat your fucking kid after you squirt it out in its pool, and then what? That's a beautiful image you painted. You like that? There's something gorgeous and romantic about childbirth. So while you're mourning your kid, collect up your fucking placenta, go make a sandwich out Mm -hmm. of it, and get your ass back to South Carolina. Heather Barrington and your husband Andrew, because you are Pop Ninja's douche of the week. week. Sitting in 
So I haven't had a chance to watch a lot since the last podcast. Been busy, but you've, you've seen a few things, which is weird. Cause normally it's the other way around. Yeah, normally normally it's I'm the other way around. But uh, anyway, you, you've got more to discuss on what you've seen lately than I do. So I'll let you whip a couple of them off before yeah. uh, I get into my man love discussion. <sighs> That's I'm looking so forward. To that. I know I'm you are. I, I know you are. I think you may have untapped a part I of yourself to, that you didn't know. I maybe contribute to the semen cookbook or something like that. I'm glad I brought pizza over today. <laughs> uh, little Caesar suddenly looks that much better at this point. I, I mean, that's Little Caesar looks a lot like a placenta. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> you know, now I'm wondering what's actually in pepperoni. <laughs> I shouldn't think these things. Placenta jerky. Wouldn't it already be chewy and dry enough as it is? I don't know. I'm assuming. I don't know. Anyway. Talk about movies or some shit. So, I saw a movie that a lot of people have trashed. And I'm not going to trash quite as much. I actually finally sat and watched Gangster Squad. Gangster Squad, as everyone remembers, is the movie that got delayed because of the tragedy in Colorado during The Dark Knight Rises. Um, because it had a movie theater shooting. Because it had a movie theater shooting, and yes, the version I saw, that, that was non-existent. Yep. Um, it is a quote-unquote true story of a group of police that were brought together to basically remove their badges and use whatever means needed to kill... To, to end a certain gang... So it was The Untouchables. Almost word for word. The Untouchables, but an L.A. version. Whitey something was the name of the character. Um, interesting cast. Certainly kind of a who's who. I mean, they had Josh Brolin, Sean Penn, Michael Pena. I mean, it Ryan definitely... Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Emma Stone. And it, yo, Emma Stone looks great. Her character was not used much. She was basically that hot chick who was from the Midwest who went out to L.A. to become a big celeb- a big star and ended up with this gangster who's got arm candy now. It, the movie itself was okay. The problem the movie has is on multiple occasions it tries to remind you that it's a true story. And then as you're watching it, you're saying, right, but if it's a true story, why do you look and feel exactly like Dick Tracy? And that really comes front and center whenever Sean Penn is on the screen. Sean Penn, the makeup job they did on him, everything about his look looked like a cheesy character from Dick Tracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it could very well be a true story, who knows? Extremely R-rated film right from the get-go. In the first ten minutes, the F-bomb's thrown out a good five times. There's two or three bloody deaths, arms being cut off. They don't pull any punches. But you keep almost feeling like they're intentionally going over the top, trying to see what they can get away with. The movie itself is enjoyable. If you go into it with a bit of a disconnect, reminding yourself... This movie probably was perfectly suited to land in January. Had it rolled out with, with the original plan of during last summer, it would not have done well. Even rolling out in January, it didn't do that well, but it did enough for a January film. 
it's a typical January film. It's got some very watchable moments. Some of the action is pretty well done. If you can get by the cheesy, looks like a comic book, but it's not supposed to be, eh, you, you, you may find something worth seeing here. It's not anything I would have been happy paying 10 bucks a ticket for. A red box rental, no problem. It's, it's certainly worth a viewing. No repeat viewing factor to it. I don't see any reason to do so. I would say 2.5 out of 5 is reasonable. It's, a, it's an average movie. There's, there's enough here to keep you entertained, not enough to make you ever want to go back. Certainly enough, not enough that if you ever bought the film just thinking maybe I'll enjoy it, eh, you'd probably throw it in once and never put it in again. So it's a cheap rent. Yeah, it's it's a red box movie. This is to me what's where red box is tailor made for. You won't feel bad about spending a buck on this film. You'll certainly get something out of it. Again, very strong R. So if people are thinking, oh, it looks like a comic book movie would be good for the kids, depending upon your kids, the the violence is certainly there. They don't pull any punches, and language wise, it's very, very, very heavy. There's no word that goes unused in this movie. Right on. So you just got to go into it knowing that. But 2.5 out of 5, it's certainly worth a view. Cool. Want me to do my next one? Sure. So there's a movie that came out back, another movie that came out back in January that did pretty well called Dark Skies. And people may remember it was the Carrie Russell film, which... Right as the Americans was getting ready to roll out, certainly, everyone started seeing this, this show with Felicity in the commercial, as well as this movie with Felicity in it. Um, right in the trailer, it showed that it was going to be an alien movie. It showed a whole bunch of weird scenes like her looking out a window of birds, thousands of birds flying against the window, whatever. It is an alien movie. It's got one of the big flaws that I, I've screamed about repeatedly. I don't like the PG-13 horror movie thing that we've fallen into. Some movies have done it. Poltergeist certainly pulled off PG-13. But Poltergeist had enough creepy shit. And I would contend that I don't know that Poltergeist would get a PG-13 rating again. There's enough stuff in there that you could argue it probably should have gotten R. Spielberg would never have allowed it. Um, Dark Skies falls right into why I don't like PG-13 horror movies. There's some really creepy bits. And, and, and the movie's basically, one of their kids is acting strange. And... That's not cliche. Well, exactly. And it's, it's the littlest kid standing there pissing himself, wandering out of the house in the middle of the night. Every cliched little, little toddler thing or five-year-old thing you've ever seen. And as they start researching, what they find is that, quote-unquote, if aliens have decided that there's a certain house that they're going to visit, this is what they do, is basically... They put people in trances and will come in. And there's some creepy shit. Like, they'll go to check on the kid and all of a sudden they see this image of something standing over his bed that disappears. Creepy looking shit. Mm -hmm. You've seen it. You've seen better alien effects actually in signs that did it right. This movie just falls into every cliche. You get 
Birds swarm, apparently, because aliens. They're attracted by the electrical magnetic field. Um, there's that one author who's been writing about this for <laughs> years. Of course. Who's decided, and it's... it's uh, oh, shit, I can't believe I've lost him. happens to live in your town. And what's funny is he was <laughs> he was prominent in the commercial. Uh, the dude who plays J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, uh, J.K. Simmons. Thank you. Uh, J.K. Uh, Simmons. Uh he plays it, and in the commercial, he's in it like three times. He doesn't appear in this movie until the last 15 minutes, and he's in it in two scenes. And then he says, we are farmers. Exactly. <laughs> you keep waiting for it, except he's shaved in this, so it looks kind of funky. Okay. Um, but he's the guy who's been researching the aliens, and he's finally given in. Right. They, they, he can't stop them. Here's what they're going to do. They come in, you get put in the trance, and they have their way with you. So you just let them. Okay. And it and it gets down to whether or not the parents are losing their minds, the the sudden marks appearing on the kids are from a parent parental abuse, or it's from something else. The parents contending there's something taking their kid. This movie that is that argument doesn't usually work with the school board. Let alone the fact that the bruises that one of the kids has is ridiculous. This movie is so by the numbers that it, you start checking out. Yeah. It really... It has good ideas, but it's got every cliched alien attack thing. And as a result, it just falls apart. I I really would struggle to give this movie much more than a 2 out of 5. It... If you want to rent it, fine. Be prepared to be let down. Because I kept hearing how good this movie was and how it offered something different. There's nothing different here. I've seen it all a thousand times. And I had no intention of sitting through it again. I hoped I'd get more. I didn't. Tara Russell, she's fine. The kid's do an okay job. Simon, he's fine if you want to wait for the last 15 minutes. Yeah. But... The movie itself, eh, there's not much here. Okay. Want me to do my final? No, I'll, I'll go. Alright, I can't wait for this. You can't wait for I this. I can't wait for this. <clears throat> I think I think you've come to a, a part of your life where, where you've gotten... You, gotten you, it feels right. It does. It, it feels, feels right. It, it, right. It does yeah. feel right. I caught the HBO original Behind the Candelabra. And I caught this, believe it or not, because it was Steven Soderbergh directed. Soderbergh, for me, is hit or miss. I either usually really like his stuff, or I don't care for his stuff. I love things like uh, Aaron Brockovich, uh, Ocean's Eleven. I loved his most recent side effects. Great stuff. Not a big fan of Haywire and Contagion and things like that. Not so much. However... I typically like Soderbergh stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually liked what he did with Behind the Candelabra. What Behind the Candelabra is, is basically a glimpse into a segment of Liberace's life uh, offstage and the relationship that he had with a guy by the name of Scott Thorson. Um, Liberace's played by Michael Douglas. Scott Thorson is played by Matt Damon. Um, and it, I don't know, I guess most of this since Liberace died in, oh God, 
late 70s or was early it? 80s. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. So a lot of this is, is told... A lot of this is apparently Scott Thorson's side of everything. Um, and if, if, if any amount of this is true, Liberace was a weird dude. Um, now, you know, we've always known Liberace to be flamboyant. Um, now, he's, he's one of those things. He's one of those guys that you knew was gay before people even knew what the hell gay was. Yeah. But there was still a, a huge contingent of the population that never had a clue that the guy was gay. Well, it, he was from an era where we kind of romanticized those things to a certain extent. And you just assumed, wow, look at that dude. He's living the dream. He's got to be pulling some serious tale. It was right. instantly made part and parcel to celebrity. Right. If you were a dude celebrity, you know how much ass you were getting. But <laughs> yeah. he took it ass. Yes, he was literally. getting plenty of ass. Right. Anyway, um, apparently he liked to, every so often, bring on a... Uh, or he would latch himself on to a young, nubile man and sort of bring him, into, bring him into his inner circle as a bit of a, uh, a romantic interest, a... Uh, a I don't want to use servant, but assistant, if you will, would probably be a better word for it. You know, as a, as a, as a chauffeur or just boy toy, whatever and stuff. And, you know, I'll give Douglas and Damon credit here because there is a lot of scenes in this flick where these two dudes are just macking on each other. And... While, yes, this lifestyle would probably not fit me, I gotta give these dudes some credit and some props for just having the sack to go up and do this type of thing. I think that there's going to be some level of awards doled out here for the acting job that these guys did. Yeah, you'd think this... Either Emmy, Emmy or Golden Globe, perhaps, uh, would, would certainly be in the picture here. I don't know that Soderbergh... I, it was decidedly a Soderbergh flick. It had the look, of that, the muted tones, the a very Soderbergh-looking flick. But I don't know that he did anything above and beyond what he would normally do. So I don't know if he's going to get anything. But, but Douglas is spot on as Liberace. Uh, and some of the camera tricks they do with, with him playing the piano the way Liberace did, because the man was a phenomenal musician, um, were, were spectacular. Um, but the quirks of Liberace, bringing this dude in, ha ha making him undergo uh, plastic, plastic surgery, surgery right. to sort of make him look younger, more like him, and... It was just, it was downright creepy. And then it morphs into, you know, a little farther into the movie, after he's done all this stuff, all of a sudden they start not getting along so well, so Liberace starts looking for the next young guy to come in, and that makes Scott Thorson jealous, and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's very odd like that. And then in the movie will end with... Liberace contracting his AIDS and dying from that, and then how Scott Thorson just moves beyond that. Uh, it, it was very interesting. If, if you, I, I'm, dude, I am not a homophobe at all. 
I don't care. It's it's all fine with me. But these guys, if if you have issues with that lifestyle and are uncomfortable dealing with that lifestyle, there is a lot of that lifestyle present in this movie. And it is graphic. So what you're saying is Steven Soderbergh could become Steven Soderbergh. Well, he, yeah, he could. Mm-hmm. He could. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a decent enough flick. Um, it, it certainly was entertaining, to say the least. Uh, brilliant acting job. Uh, nicely shot movie. Um, and if you have no issue with that subject matter, which you shouldn't, who cares? Um, it, it's worth checking out. I, I I think on the whole, it's probably a, a three and a half, four out of five from a from a from a pure cinematic standpoint. Now here's what I find interesting. Yeah. Picture in your mind the trailers for the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Yeah. Picture the outfits they were wearing. Yeah. You could swear this would be a sequel to Beyond the Candelabra. Those yeah. outfits look like something that Liberace would have worn. They oh, were yeah. horrible. Oh, yeah. No, I, actually, this is a movie I'm curious about because I, my mom was obsessed with Liberace. Not, not to the point where she had posters on his wall. Right. But she grew up as part of that where he, he was just brilliant. Right. And she'd watch any Liberace special there was. Yeah, now, I always remember is... walking in the living room. There was one she was watching where he literally was hoisted up by pulleys and swung out and flew out over the audience at the end of his show. Well, you see a little bit of that type of stuff. And this is certainly... It was a... just unbelievable. This is certainly a behind-the-scenes Liberace mm-hmm. here. Uh, this isn't... this. You know, While there are a few scenes of him on stage, this is not the focus of this movie. This is, this is stri- strictly a focus on his relationship with Scott Thorson. Hmm. Fascinating. Yes. Man, love, and all. But worth a look. Yeah. Whatever. Of course, I liked Magic Mike, too. Never seen I'm, Magic Mike. I'm comfortable. Yeah. But, hey, look, if that's what you're comfortable with, who am I to judge? And I that Elseed guy. Woo. Uh, well, all right. He's I'll give credit where credit's due. If dude's 6'5 and jacked, mm-hmm. go shirtless all you want. Because even us fat dudes looking and go gay, whatever. I'm just jealous. Yeah, it's, I I could look we're more that like way. We're more like those three dudes at the beginning of the man show. Oh, fuck. The ones <laughs> hanging around the grill with one eating the hot dog? Yeah. yeah. It's because at that point you're going, I could look like you... <clears throat> But I'd rather have this hot dog in the beer. The juggies <laughs> are going to be here regardless. Absolutely. Oh, I, my window to look like dude in Magic Mike closed years ago. Eh. Pass the ketchup. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I remember the mid-20s, I weighed 150 pounds. But with me, it was 150 pounds, a scrawny bastard 150. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, I am what I am. I'm fat, balding, Irish Angry bastard. Give I can me live a with beer. That. Give me a beer and some plus. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> that could become a new pizza topping, if you think about uh, it. I'd still like that, but an anchovies. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, about time the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ordered peanut butter and placenta. That would <laughs> yeah. be funny. Yeah. Just to see how the kids asking mom and dad, Mom? Uh, it's, it's a Michael Bay thing. Just don't, don't ask. <laughs> yeah. Exploding placentas. It's something new. Anyway, what other movie did you see? I saw one called Six Souls. I haven't even heard of this flick. Yeah, I hadn't either. 
Uh, what possessed you to watch six? It films? was a trailer at the beginning of Dark Skies. And what's fun is always when you see those trailers for those movies that released off season. So you're going to get the obscure, not released to theaters movies. And this movie apparently was shot after like 2010 with Julianne Moore and uh, Jonathan Reese Davies Myers. Why do I call him Davies? Because of uh, Top- uh, the dude from. Uh, Readers of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And, actually, Gimli the Dwarf. Right. Um, Jonathan Reese Myers, otherwise known as Dude from the Tudors. Um, basically, it, oh, and uh, Dale from uh, Walking Dead played her father. Okay. As also, she plays a psychiatrist. He's a psychiatrist. So a cast here. Great cast, but certainly as you're watching, you're going, yeah, they shot this thing for maybe three million. It's really not an expensive film, and it's ba- the story is that there's this dude, Jonathan Reese Myers, who's going to counseling because he's got multiple personalities. The problem is that his other personality is of a dead person, a person who died horribly, and as other people die. He takes on their personalities, too. And it, it basically becomes a supernatural thriller of, A, how is he absorbing these people? And B, why is he starting to seek other people out? And if he does, is he, in fact, killing them? So it, it, it almost becomes a who killed who. Did he affect somebody's death? Or was he in the area as something as some being, some creature was clear? It, it was an interesting idea. Um, one of the funny things is it, it's the director is somebody who's Czechoslovakian. It, as you're watching it, it does not feel in any way like an American film. That the look doesn't feel like an American film. The sound isn't mixed the same way. Everything about it feels like if you went to Europe, this is what you'd see in an art house kind of supernatural horror film. There's enough going on here to be a little creepy. There's some very new ideas tried. But this movie definitely is a victim of its budget. At times you're thinking, so all you're doing is having people talk in different voices. Where if all of a sudden, as soon as it became a supernatural thriller, if all of a sudden you started adding some little bumps in the dark, little sounds that you hear, it'd be interesting. It never gets beyond Dude Has Other Voices. Yes, they add some rednecks that one of them is like a witch who was able to pull souls from bodies and put them back in. They don't do enough with this. It in the In the end, all you're left with is, here's a dude... He's able to pull souls out of people. They take over him. Why is he doing it? What is his grudge? And what is the end game? It's an interesting watch. If you're trying to find it, you'll only find it right now as a direct TV kind of thing. It's uh, it's only on demand. I want to say it supposedly rolled out in theaters last year. If it did, it was in small release. I'd never even seen the trailer before. There's enough going on that you'll be entertained. It's certainly better than Dark Skies. There there are some really creepy moments. They do a lot with 
outdoor creepy landscapes, with being out in the middle of the dark, with being in areas where clearly some people from years ago set up little ritual areas, and bringing people into this spot. But it still comes off like just some kind of Sybil feeling takeoff where, okay, so all you do is try to up the ante with multiple people in one. It's the whole multiple personality thing. Is it worth seeing? Yes. Is it worth spending the $7 right now for on demand? Hell no. Um, it, when it hits Redbox, fine. If somebody says, hey, I want to sit and watch this, fine. It's a good three out of five. There are some borderline creepy parts. But for the most part, it's watching Julianne Moore, who actually is a very good actress. Maybe. Certainly. And Jonathan Reese Myers, who is really a good actor. Yeah. And he does a great job. When they show him getting into character as the other different personalities take him over, he does an amazing job. But at no point do you ever feel that there's any major endgame here, short of, okay, so something possessed him, let's get to the fucking point and get on with it. Right. So, three out of five. Uh, I think it's also worth mentioning real, <clears throat> real quick um, that uh, The Killing has started up again on AMC. Mm -hmm. um, just the first two episodes of the season, so far so good. But I know that uh, I know that the first two seasons of The Killing are available on Netflix. The Who Who Kill Lose uh, Rosie Larson. Rosie Larson. Um, and granted, they did in two seasons what they probably should have done in one. What mm -hmm. they probably could have done in one. But still, it's still good television, even though it's sort of drawn out over two seasons. And as you're watching it, do yourself a favor and really watch the Larson parents in oh. terms of acting. Oh, Michelle Forbes and oh shit, I'm losing his name. Uh, Brent Sexton. Stan, Stan Larson, Unreal. they we during that run have lobbied for them to have gotten Emmys some, for it, some, and some they time. should have. And yeah. certainly, Miralina is, is awesome. She's and fine. Kirkman is incredible. As, as I, yeah, I said, Kirkman. Wow, rolling into Walking yeah, Dead here. Right. Uh, yeah, um, Kinnaman. No, it, it's it's a great. But it's all the the, the first seasons. You really, it, it's really good. Like I said, it is drawn out. They didn't they didn't really need to go. Uh, that long with 20 But episodes. in the defense, the producers, the, the original series from Sweden, yeah. they did run it multiple so seasons on one case. Well, American audiences don't have that level of patience, it. right? Which I, and I, but I loved it. Uh, you had a bigger issue after the first season than I did because they left it so open-ended and stuff. Uh, but, but each episode is really so good mm -hmm. that... You know, it, it felt like I was still watching quality stuff, even though I was, it, it was delayed getting to the end game. Um, but the first two episodes of this season, you know, they've wrapped up the Rosie Larson thing, and, and now they're moving on to a whole different case, and the show's as good as it ever was. And what's interesting with this season is the, the, the first two seasons were all around who killed Rosie Larson. Right. That was the point. Yeah. In this one, you know the killer. He's already in jail yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. And he's telling you just what he wants you to know. Yeah. It's except for the fact that the people involved know there's more to it than right. that. Right. And it's them trying to untangle everything else around it. Right. it. It's I am really happy to see the show back. What I find interesting with The Killing is it's one of the first shows I ever remember where I went on Facebook. And you know me. I'm not a Facebook guy. Yeah. And saw people posting uh, countdowns to, uh, to the killing starting again. 
not this season, but on earlier seasons, people just counting down, it's Sunday night, 10 o'clock, I know what I'm doing. Yep. It was that good a show. And why... And I get people turned against it because you didn't get your answers after season one. I was pissed. But I was talked off the ledge, especially by you. (laughs) Right. And I went back and got a great show out of it. A lot of people didn't, and they probably should have because what you got was Well, they actually canceled the show. Right. And then there was enough Enough. backlash. And the ratings weren't bad for the killing. Right. They just fell off when that happened at the end of season one. Right. Um, so anyway, moving on to recommendations, um, I came up with one, uh, from something I was talking about earlier. I've been revisiting on Hulu Plus, The Man Show. <laughs> and I'm happy to report that The Man Show holds up quite well. Dude. Um, I, what I, what I'm thinking though is that, uh, you remember the fox who could drink the beers and stuff? Yeah, he died. He was only there the first season. Right, he died after the first season, died of... Pancreatic cancer? I don't know what he died of, but I can't find any reference that those guys made to his death. He was just gone. No, it actually, in one of the episodes during season two, they flash up at the end about in memoriam for the fox Did who's passed of okay, pancreatic cancer or liver cancer, <laughs> which there's a certain amount of sat, but dude could pound beer. Oh, so, dude. I mean, that dude could put beer down. He, yep. was, he was a machine. Yep. You see, I... I've also done the same. I've rewatched the first six or seven episodes of The Man Show. And, yeah, you're right. That show... There's nothing funnier than The Man Show Boy. It, and, oh, the Man Show dude. Boy, I could just watch over and over and over. Which episode... Which one did you see last? I, I the, remember the, the one where they tried to get people to buy them beer. Yeah, because there's also the one where he sets up a instead of lemonade stand, a beer stand on the corner, yeah, yeah. and the old guys warming up, thinking nothing of it. Oh, that's a good deal. Uh, for me, the man show will always be about the very first episode with "Stop Suffrage Now," where <laughs> and, and awesome. I remember watching it with Sue because she was like with the, the whole oh it's typical male and she's like to stop woman suffrage. If you don't know what your right to vote is, you, you just, have no yeah. right to vote. Yeah, they're just making fun of stupid people, right? And, and that's all. And that was the whole point is. They were basically making fun of anybody who didn't know what things were. Right. And they assumed any responsibility as a result. The Man Show was fucking brilliant TV. Yes. Yes. It was absolutely it, brilliant it TV. It is hilarious stuff. And I, with I Adam and Jimmy. With Adam and Jimmy, yeah. And it went to Coy and Vance Duke Ugh. towards the last there with Joe Rogan and whoever the hell else was on there. Joe Rogan, the dude who went on to be on the Girls Gone Wild infomercials. Yeah. Uh, those, those were horrible. But yeah, the Kimmel Corolla Man Show stuff is brilliant. And I'm sure it was like the first three or four seasons, but... It's all on Hulu Plus. Yeah, I did the Man well. of Inventions, dude. Yeah, Man I like of... the Wheel of Destiny myself. No, well, did you, did you get to the one where there was one about Adam pisses on your wallet? <laughs> I haven't got to it yet, but I remember. <laughs> and he, I remember reading it. Oh, actually, it was in uh, in Fifty Years Will All Be Chicks, where Adam was talking about the fact that he actually is like I could never. I was always piss shy. But that was for TV. Right. And some dude had tossed his freaking wallet in the urinal out and pissed on it. The guy did his photos of his wife and kids and everything else. <laughs> like, uh, oh, well. <laughs> the Wheel of Destiny has spoken. Do you have a recommendation? I do. Um, 
One of my themes, I'm sure, on these will be fallback plans. That'll be music, because the music I listen to doesn't get as much wide play. And I'm going to go to a band that a lot of people will know a certain song. Makes Me Want to Die. That was on the uh, Kick-Ass soundtrack. And that would be a band, pretty, The Pretty Reckless, with their debut album called Light Me Up. The Pretty Reckless is most known for being the band that Taylor Momsen spun off to, spun off to make. And so a lot of people thought that it was a garbage band. Buy this album. It is a legit rock alternative punk album that I truly didn't believe some celebrity doing a spinoff could ever pull off. There isn't really a bad track on it. And the stuff that they are really getting into the alternative punk sound, she nails. Taylor Momsen has a sound where she can really, really pull off rock check. And as far as I'm concerned, if you remember right, last year, every year I do my top five chicks of metal, and I move Taylor Momsen into the top five. This album did it. Taylor Momsen is, I, I, again, I thought she was just some kind of bullshit act. Little Cindy Lou Who turns bad. She got booted from the Gossip Girls. Or from Gossip Girl. The Gossip Girls was like the Golden Girls. Mm. But... She is yeah. She was the little cute little Cindy Lou Who and the yep. Jim Carrey, and band. she's also the one that's been busted on tour a few times because she does uh, her shows topless with tape on her boobs and stuff. She is a first class rock chick. If, if when you hear her voice, she's incredible, and and the music that they've created are perfectly suited for her voice. And if you don't know the song I'm talking about. Just Google, Make Me Want to Die or Kick-Ass Soundtrack, and you'll instantly know the song I'm talking about. It's a brilliant song, brilliant album, and you won't be able to take it out of your system. It's 2011, it's not old, but again, because it doesn't really fall into a genre, it kind of went without notice. The Pretty Reckless. The Pretty Reckless, light me up. Right on. Alright, we'll uh, come back and we will get into our discussion about After Earth. Can't wait. In the field, you are emotionally unpredictable. You confuse courage with recklessness. I'm not advancing you. You have a son that you do not know. He's reaching for you. He does not need a commanding officer. He needs a father. Now go make some good memories together. Everything has evolved to kill humans. Together. 
together, we will survive. I hear something. I'm tracking a life form moving toward you. 50 meters. 20. 10. It has found you. We must abort this mission. You wouldn't give any other ranger that order. You are not a ranger. You are my son. Remember, danger is very real. But fear is a choice. If we are going to survive this, we fight. So, we saw After Earth. We did. M. Night Shyamalan's latest directorial effort. Even though Sony's doing all they can to hide that fact. Yeah. Well, do you blame them? No, his track record. Well, you know what? Although, in the same breath, if you're going to hire the man, stand by him. Right. Have the balls to stand by. Because you, you you trusted him enough that you gave him the gig, stand by it. I don't disagree with you. But granted, he certainly his name has not been the focus this going on. This has been all about Will Smith and his demon spawn, Jaden. This is true. And the story comes from the mind of Will Smith. It does. Uh, Shyamalan had a hand in writing the screenplay. Yeah, he adapted the story yeah, for the big somebody screen. somebody else who, whose name yeah, escapes me. Um, and then he directed it. And Will Smith starred with his son, Jaden. Um, this had a lot of negative going into it for me, and I think for you, it, based, <laughs> on, based on a lot of these same factors. First of all, Shyamalan hasn't had a good flick in a long time. Um, the, you know, the Sixth Sense I liked a lot. I thought the Sixth Sense was great. Yep. I didn't hate Unbreakable. I'm not as big on Unbreakable as a lot of people are. Yeah, I love. I but, worship that. But film. it, but it wasn't a bad flick. It just, it, it wasn't, wasn't great for me. Yeah. I, I didn't have any big issue with Signs, but. Even with that said, and I didn't have a real big issue with the village. All right, you see, I like the village one side because they still had some some good creepy moments in it. He still had he still had that like mystique around some of the characters and some of the, what's going on mm-hmm. just out of there were enough interesting yeah. people in it. Right. Admittedly, though, even though there there are those few that I like, then you start getting into Lady in the Water and the happening and all that stuff, which is are just atrocious. Even the ones that I liked, though, each successive movie from The Sixth Sense seemed like a step backward. Even when you look at Unbreakable and Sides, all stuff, each one seemed a little bit not quite as good as the last one. And now you're down there with The Last Airbender and The Happening and stuff like that, which are just brutal. Absolutely brutal. So you've got the M. Night thing going for you here, where you've lost uh, trust with this guy... A long time ago, you really you you really aren't expecting much out of M Night Shyamalan movies at this point. Add to this, Will Smith, 
who I used to like. He was he considered was, to be he Mr. Was Hollywood. He charismatic. was charismatic. Uh, he was he was a decent enough actor. Uh, his movies were enjoyable, as much as they were. You know, Michael Bay things like uh, like Independence Day or Armageddon or whatever. I don't think he did Independence Day, but he did Armageddon. Scratch that. Uh, the way around, he yeah, did right. Independence Day, he did not Armageddon. Uh, he, he did do Armageddon, though. But, well, Smith wasn't in it. Oh, Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. I, I thought was you talking Michael Bay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, they, but they had that summer blockbuster right. vibe you to it. You don't put a whole lot of up. mental right. thought into it, but Ship look for explosions, look right, 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 right. and there you go. Right. Michael Bay style films. Yep. Yeah. Independence Day was great. Uh, I Robot. Uh, you know the the original Men in Black. Those type of things. And Will Smith was bankable back in the day. Yeah, no question. And then Will Smith had kids. No god, did he ever! And that was fine up front. But then Will Smith, at some point, Will Smith decided that the world needs his kids, mm-hmm. and the nepotism took over. And his primary focus became pushing his kids, Jaden and Willow, which those two names in themselves just oh, reek horrible. of... Horrible. Well, just reek of, of nepotism. And, and, and if people aren't getting what we're talking about, his wife's name is Jada, Jada Pinkett, Pinkett Smith. Smith. Jaden, yeah, and, and his name Will. is Will Smith with Willow. Right. The girl got the guy's right. name. The, so the, the boy got the girl. Very name. self-serving, very nepotistic, and all that shit. And they started just handing these kids their careers on silver platters, disregarding the fact. That these kids had no fucking talent. Whatsoever. Talent they, is not hereditary. They created a production company yes. called Overbrook. Yeah. Overbrook is named after the high school Will Smith went to. Mm-hmm. But you look at any movie, anything these two are involved in, Overbrook Pictures yep. is part of it. Yeah. They have to be. Because... Studios aren't just going to hand these kids shit because they know they have no fucking talent. Talent is not heredity, Will. Okay? Talent, to some degree, can probably be learned, but it's not just inherently there. Just because you were a superstar doesn't mean automatically your kids are. Oh, And you just just hand them shit. And what what you've churned out at this point... Are a couple of entitled little brats who think they're God's gift to the fucking world. Yep. And they act like it. Yeah, well, both of them. Isn't Jaden right now dating one of the Cardassians? I doubt it. He's like 14. The the youngest Cardassian. One of them that's not legal for mom There's and a fourth mom. one? There's like two other daughters. That, that was my reference earlier. There's two girls yet that aren't of age oh, for Mama Jerry. I, I well see that there that's how how less she I started leaking bikini photos of these two awesome. girls already. Well I know he's pals with Beebs. Yeah, it, no, he's he's literally because there's some story actually I think I heard on HBO where he took one of them on a date. He was dressed in an Iron Man I costume. I did hear that, but I didn't realize it was a Cardassian. It's a Cardassian oh, girl he's Jesus. dating. So, yeah, that's even more reason to hate him. Right. He's uh, best friends with the Beebs and dating a Cardassian. You know, I would feel a lot more sorry for this kid if he didn't present himself as such an entitled little brat. Right. No, no. He is the exact image of the yes. kid you want to punch. Yeah. 
Yeah, every bit. Absolutely. Every, every bit. bit. So is the girl. Yeah. Whip my hair. Really? Do you realize that she's dropped out of the Annie Project because she needs time away from show business? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Unless I agree, she needs time away <laughs> from show business. <laughs> she's to, she needs to focus on other things. No. You need to remember you're a talentless twat of a kid. Yeah. You've got nothing to offer at right. this point. So so I'm angry that Will Smith feels it necessary that I need more of his kids in my life. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand the fucking kids because they're entitled little twats. Exactly. So those are three big strikes yep. against me going into this flick. Which put us in a great frame of mind to see this movie. Uh, absolutely. So I've already got an expectation that is really low mm-hmm. for this film. So you've really got a you've but but I'm fair. If if I if I had something good to say about this film, if I enjoyed this film, I would be man enough to sit here and tell you that. Yeah. Fortunately, my wildest fears came true. Because I didn't want to like this film. Because I didn't want to have to admit publicly that these asshats did a good job with this film. Fortunately, this film is a fucking disaster. Dude, they they set the bar low and still failed to get over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 but, but I need to be up front here. I don't put a lot of the blame at the feet of Shyamalan. No! This felt this like a director not for hired job. Now, well, yeah, exactly. And, and I would argue some of the looks of the film uh, worked. Some of the visuals the, were, were gorgeous. Good. Yeah, they were. The, and that's the and that's where the where the accolades for this film are going to end. Mm-hmm. Is that in some instances the film looked really good. They did some nice things with the sci-fi futuristic worlds that, that they put it, that, yep. that the movie uh, explores. And and you have to where where Shyamalan fails is a lot of the screenwriting. Directorial, I don't have a lot of issues with what he did, but he didn't give him, do himself any favors by what he wrote by the screenplay of the movie. It mm-hmm. just it wasn't good. The failures of this fall squarely on the shoulders of Will and Jaden Smith. Yeah. Will Smith for just having a dumb idea to begin with and forcing his kid on us and a kid who just can't handle 80% of the screen time well, in, a, in a $130 million right. blockbuster. And that's just it. it. What you've done is you've got a kid who, okay, he's had a few roles and certainly the Karate Kid did fine. But you didn't need some really talented actor to pull off the Karate Kid. Plus, he was younger, and he had he had at that point he had the benefit of the doubt because he was so young. Right. All of a sudden, you're changing this. You've hit the nail right on the head. You have a hundred and thirty million dollar bogey, and you got somebody who's at least eighty percent of the screen time. Literally. The only thing he'll be interacting with are CGI animals. Yeah. At most. And you trying to thrust Jaden Smith into this. Ugh. So is it is it fair to blame him? 
I, I throw more blame on Will for thinking that he could pull this off and for thrusting this kid. And, and maybe even... So here's the deal. If you know your kid sucks at hockey, you may encourage them to learn to get better at hockey, but you're not going to go hammer the head coach of the high school team and say, he needs to be made the starting center. I'll throw money at it, make him the starting center. It won't change the fact kids sucks at hockey. Jane Smith sucks at acting. Will Smith throwing money at this project didn't change the fact that Jane Smith sucked at acting. If anything, it makes it more apparent because he's got sole screen time. Mm -hmm. He is it. He's the only one on screen for whole periods of this movie. And he can't pull it off. No. It falls so flat. We probably should at least summarize what this movie is. So go ahead. All right. So, in the first three minutes, you're given a backstory. Apparently, and, and this is going to be also an ecological and liberal harangue. <laughs> and, and Scientological. There's a whole lot of comments yeah. that are Scientological. Because yeah. Will Smith is a very out-and-about Scientologist. So, apparently, in the future... Man just keeps absorbing we all... We destroyed the planet. Yeah, basically. We, we destroyed it. Through... We didn't buy enough Priuses, and we weren't right. recycling And they enough. show us pictures of, of the, the smokestacks and the factory. Yeah, and, and, you know, and literally go to the point of saying we've all but killed off all the whales. Right. Foreshadowing. Yeah. We, they, they point out the whales. Right. So, what we do create is a program where we're colonizing other planets. So, we choose right. one planet, Nova Prime. That we land on. And Nova Prime, if you've seen John Carter, it's the exact same planet as John right. Carter. So we, we've essentially evacuated Earth because yep, it's no, it. no longer ha- ha- habitable. So we end up on Nova Prime where there's an alien race who apparently, because we're invading their planet, breed one creature, which we call the Ursa. Last thing right. I knew, that was Latin for bear. Which look like the which look like the cockroach creatures from Men in Black. Exactly. And and Ursa somehow evolves the ability to smell human fare. So again, I'm reiterating: we are introduced to their planet. Alien creatures introduce a new creature that evolves an ability. As as we know, evolution it takes thousands of years. Right. This creature took. Three years. To learn the ability to smell our fear and hunt us down. So it literally, when it kills, it does things with the corpses to scare us if we see it. And then it feeds off it and hunts us. But fortunately... Fortunately, we have Cypher Rage. (laughs) Cypher Rage is the name of the character. We can't make this name up. Who is... Smart enough to realize that fear is a choice. Which is a total ripoff of Dune. <laughs> there is no fear. Fear is the mind killer. Right. That is 30 pages into the book. Yep. The Benny Jazzeret thing. Instead, we get cypher rage. Some people just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. When you're hunting, because, don't give a shit. Because if you're not afraid, you do not excrete the, the fear pheromone. And they can't see you. And they can't see you. You're invisible to the Ursa. So it's like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park, except the T-Rex had a more plausible thing. It looked for heat signatures that moved. Right. In this, it's don't show fear. Don't show fear and it can't see you. And the the catchphrase was even that fear is not real, correct? Yeah, it's it's a state of mind. 
So, you have Cypher Rage, and then you have Kaita? Kaita? Katai. 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 Jane. Jane. Is his son. And, and you get some some interaction with Cypher and his wife. I couldn't even tell your mom's name at this no. point. It, it's meaningless. Mrs. Right. Rage. This is Rage. And, and, and she basically says the only that Cypher needs to... Spend, spend, time spend more time with your children. Because Cypher's been battling this war with the aliens. And Cypher's a dick. Total dick. There's no woman on the planet that would ever put up with this bullshit. No. Oh, wait. It's Nova Prime. Maybe there it's okay. Yeah, okay. Um, Mrs. Rage dealt with it. And and so Jane's character... Katai. Katai. Tries to get into the Rangers and can't. He yes. passes the test of flying colors. Right, but he's too much of a, a hothead, a wild right. card. A wild, which it comes through in his acting with flying yeah. colors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he's all pissed off. And there's that horrible scene where he's running with his group. With people oh, yeah. like five times better shape than he is. And all right. of a sudden he speeds up and he's right. flanking all of them. Right. It's this isn't a race, cadet. Right, it's yeah. the most ridiculous thing ever, yeah. but okay. But, but, but his whole sole purpose is trying to live up to the image he thinks his father his father's wants. created. Because his father yeah. is the yeah, leading he's the general. He's it. He's the, he's the one, wow, you met this guy? He no, he's my father. Cypher Rage. So Cypher Rage decides that I'm going to take Sunny Boy on an interplanetary trip. They were transporting an Ursa. Which they give no excuse as to why they're transporting this Ursa. Right. They just, they have one. Right. And there's this interesting thing where Katai goes to see the Ursa pen, which looks, if you've ever seen Flash Gordon, the thing that uh, Tim Dalton puts his arm in yeah. and waits to get stung, it's the same thing. Yeah. Just a bigger version. In CGI, so it jiggles more. Right. There's all these holes, it jiggles, but he gets afraid and jumps away when the thing shakes. Well, then they meet turbulence. They, they fly through an asteroid, an asteroid field. field. Right. And get struck. Struck critically. Right. Making them crash on Earth. Earth. Earth a thousand years later. And right. at this point After it's described... It's been, uh, evacuated. Right. But at this point it's described that Earth has become, in the thousand years, a human-killing machine. Despite the fact there's no there's humans no human. left. Yes, all the humans were evacuated a thousand years ago, but, but the creatures that remain have evolved... To kill humans. Right. That aren't there. So, apparently they were successful, because there's no humans left. <laughs> right. So, they crash, only two survivors. Shocking, oh, Katai and Cypher Rage. Right. Well, Katai, you can understand, because he was buckled in. Oh, that's right. He used the same buckles that the belt material from Twister was made of. Right. That they survived a, a Class 5 tornado. That's right. Perfect. I mean, it was almost like the, uh, you know, surviving the nuclear bomb in a fridge. Oh, exactly <laughs> like that. It, it, with a few less bumps and bruises. Right. Because Katai just kind of woke up. Right. But Cypher Rage, all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. He, he's got two broken legs. He yeah. can't walk. Right. But he survives. And he tries to use this little homing device to send an SOS and can't. Because, yeah, the beacon's broke or something. The beacon's broke. Yeah. They need the other one that's but in the alas, tail section. there is another beacon. That's in the tail section that's followed 100, 100 kilometers, kilometers away. away. So, we now have to assume that the computers are able to pick this up on the ship that's destroyed. They're on a planet that 
now they're describing has crazy temperature shifts every night, that the weather can be crazy, and that's a human killing machine. And Katai is given the task to, to go get to the tail section, get this other beacon, trip it so they can get help. Right. Problem, they've gotten used to Nova Prime's atmosphere, so they need oxygen boosts to help with the Earth's atmosphere. Right. There's a certain number, no talk of Cypher Rage needing these in the broken part of the ship. It's only Katai. So Katai right. now sets out on his quest to get the tail section, knowing he has five days supply, seven days. Uh, yeah, five or seven. Eight. Eight. So he takes the first one. Each one's good for He's got to go 100 kilometers, which is more in miles. Mm-hmm. It, it, it and be back um, in basically a week. Right. So he sets out and with the idea that at night, the earth gets so cold, mm-hmm. you need to find hot spots. Hot spots. Which they don't explain what the hot spots are from. They're right. just hot spots on the planet, which are conveniently mapped out. Yeah, right. So he knows where he has to be. Hasn't been humans on this planet for a thousand years, but we know where the hot spots are because we've mapped. And there's no animals living in them. It's just right. It's an oasis for human type. Right. And luckily, he's got a suit that can track his body temperature, yep. track his heartbeat. Can even become a flying machine. Shouldn't yep. he be? But not keep him warm. He needs to find hot spots. <laughs> so, when we designed the spacesuit, it was all about the higher level of things. Warmth. Eh, we're on a <laughs> desert planet now. Right. So, fuck that. Right. So, he sets off to find the tail section. And shenanigans ensue. He runs into other creatures. He uh, he's gives well, into his fear. When you've told me that that the creatures on this planet have evolved to kill humans, I'm expecting far cooler creatures. Basically, we got angry baboons. Angry baboons, pretty cool. We did discuss angry beaver, dude. So no, no, no. I'm good with angry baboon, but but this didn't seem like an evolved baboon. It just seemed like a hungry baboon. Was it angry until he chucked a rock at it? Yeah. He was a tithead at that point. At the bottom line, it was it was a baboon, right? Then we had cute little pigs, which did nothing. They just no, they, they literally just came out. Around. To, they they came out next to the water and went back into the hidey hole, so he knew where to go. Yeah, had okay. a couple snakes, had some tigers that, that that looked a little different than regular tigers, but yeah. essentially acted like angry tiger. Yeah, and we had the giant eagle and the leech. Well, the leech, yeah, the leech, uh, the, like, the only water creature in the movie, except for the whales, which had yeah. a rebirth after we left, right. was the single leech, which yeah. almost killed him. Right. Which I loved the fact so, that it was a leech. So there were no damn creatures of note here. No, and nothing outwardly were, trying to kill him. Well, and this is it. If there's no humans around, what are these things eating? Each other. I would suppose, because there seem to be a lot of a lot of these animals, and they seem to be healthy. That was a shit ton of baboons, dude. Yeah, they were the slowest baboons I've ever seen. Because every time they close in, it was like the scene in the Hobbit where they're running away from the wards, close in. Oh yeah. fuck, it's a yeah. hundred yards apart again. So they've evolved to kill humans, which don't exist. Right. They're clearly carnivores. 
What have they been eating? Other baboons? Well, baboons are 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 a primate, and that yeah. are they prone to cannibalism? They going to the baboon supermarket and getting human flesh has been raised on farms. Maybe it, just, it, it it defied logic. They ate all the fish because the only sea creatures were leeches and whale. Yeah, I yeah. So, Katai encounters, and this feels very video gameish at this point. Oh, it was retardedly video gameish. Um, yeah, it, it basically just fighting off the the animals and getting your hit points and all this kind of stuff. Oh, but. Fighting off. So we're a thousand years in the future after Earth is evacuated. And his weapon is called... Was a, I don't remember what it was called. They call it like a bayonet or something. It was, it was basically a tube. You pushed a button and yeah. a sword popped out of each Swords other. popped out of each other. So we don't even have guns with no. bullets anymore. Right. Let alone the laser gun, which you right. think we'd get to a point. We, we, have, we have interstellar travel. Yeah, but we're using travel. melee weapons. Exactly. Exactly. So we've retreated. We have regressed in our weapon ability. Yes. We don't even have bullets anymore. Melee weapon so is where it's won. They did, fuckers. They and this got, is what they're they pushing They got for. our guns. They evacuated us off this planet, and we get How killed. How is a brother supposed to, to kill an Ursa without his guns? Apparently, not move, dude. No fear. No fear. No fear. Lay absolutely still. And apparently, all semblance of civilization... Now, granted, it's a thousand years, but everything is gone. Except for Hoover Dam. Well, we think it's Hoover Dam. I'm assuming. There's a section there that, that when you see it, the first thing that comes to your mind is that that was at some point. It was a dam. Hoover Dam. Maybe not Hoover Dam maybe because not. it was. It was definitely an area with baboons and shit. So maybe Hoover Dam would not be accurate. But maybe not. But there is absolutely no, no trace reference, of human. No trace at all. Well, except for the cave paintings. Right. There were cave paintings and something he went to, but there were no like like ruins, no dilapidated like. Cultures or cities or towns or anything like that that they went into. Yeah, we were wiped out completely. Yeah. Would that be the case if 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 life on Earth ended today, a thousand years from now, would remnants not exist? Oh, there'd be something, dude. It would have to be. There would, I mean, we colonized so much of this planet, and you're right. Stuff from. 500, 700 years ago, can't withstand nature. There's a cool thing called engineering we've gotten slightly better at since then. We're building stuff that can withstand earthquakes and everything else. I'm fairly certain there'd be traces of it in a thousand years. There'd be rubble of some sort. We built stuff that we don't even know how to dispose of. Right. There'd be traces of it. Plastic still doesn't really go away. And, And if you want to... Construct your movie, and if you want to make assumptions that they really just landed, they crash landed in the middle of the freaking jungle, in the middle of nothing, then don't add a segment in your movie that conjures an image of something like the Hoover Dam. Right. Just eliminate all of that. 
Because if you're going to put something there, my first instinct is Hoover Dam, that I'm immediately going to, well, where the hell is any other mm-hmm. other civilization? So you'd be, you would be 30, 40 miles from Las Vegas. Right. I'm certain some remnant of Las Vegas would have survived. However, Something. there is a volcano. Yeah, which... Okay. I don't know where all the active volcanoes in the world are right now. And, and there are plenty we don't know about. This was one active son of but a I mean, bitch and, volcano. I mean, this was like video game volcano. It, right. was, it looked like the, the mountain. It was spewing It was ash. volcano that was erupting constantly. Yeah. The average volcano ain't constantly spewing something. Maybe a little ash is coming up. This thing, the entire area around it from miles was just volcanic wasteland. Right. Which he traversed in five minutes. Yes. But, <laughs> and by foot. But on foot, yeah, he, he, just he dodged the the all of the uh, the lava beds and all that kind of yeah. stuff because the heat alone wouldn't have been. A oh, fact. dude, dude, they were in a world where you pull something out called painkiller, and it's a painkiller. <laughs> so he's fine. He's fine. There were so many leaps that this movie took, and. When I was seeing the bit with the Ursa on the ship from the get-go, I instantly thought, so what you're telling me is, Earth is a killing machine. But the only thing that's going to be actually be a killing machine is the creature you're introducing from Nova fucking Prime. Right. That was your plot, was yeah. Ursa killing machine, it kills humans, but we need another creature to do it. We're dropping his ass down. It survives... What about, the, hunt, you know. what about the Good Samaritan Eagle? I think it was an eagle. Look like maybe a hawk. I it kind of went with the eagle big bird. idea. It, was, it looked it was like a, an eagle. Big it bird. was a big bird, it was, but not big bird like yellow looking for stuff about stuff along the no, no. It was a flight bird. Right. It looked like an eagle. Maybe it was a hawk. I don't know. Whatever. But it was huge. Yeah. It, and it was chasing Jaden. So here's what I understand. It brings Jaden back to Nest. Well, okay. It chases Jaden because Jaden's suit becomes a sky suit. Jaden has to traverse a great distance that if he just jumps off massive cliff next to waterfall, he can do the distance in two point something days. If he follows the paths down, it's like five days. He's damaged some of his oxygen packs. He doesn't have the air. The, the only option, the only survivable option is jump. So he jumps and suddenly it becomes a flight suit. He's got the flaps under the arms and legs and he's gliding. Never seen him use it this way. Never seen him try something like this. Right. But he's a bomb at it. Right. He even flies through a waterfall. Fairly certain that our own Navy SEALs would die at this point. He flies to the waterfall and keeps flying. And he's being chased by this Chased this by eagle this hawk. eagle thing who says, wow, this is food. And then Eagle catches him. Drops him in nest. My instant thought is he's food for babies. Yeah. You'd think. Sure. What else would Eagle catch him for? Right. Then Liger attack happens. Whatever these are. Liger. Tiger and a lion combined. They are magical bastards. They <laughs> are so skills Pretty much my favorite animal. <laughs> Worst CGI in the movie of these cats, by the way. They're terrible. Oh, they're they're horrible. Yeah, the wolves from Twilight call us. Oh, you guys look like they're, shit. They're laughing. Yeah. So, Jaden helps 
try to fend off the attack against the little baby birds from these cats. I think all the baby birds died. Well, yeah, that's how the, the loggers ate, ate them. Yeah. So Jane gets down on the tree and runs, and, and he keeps looking up in well, birds circling. He's, he's he's attacking the loggers. Right. Oh, as the bird is flying around attacking right. loggers too. Right. And somehow during this exchange, when Jane like like makes a little trap, and when the loggers falls through the nest and just plummets hundreds. That's of right. The, the hole in the somehow bottom. Somehow the, the bird registers and acknowledges that. That Jaden is trying to help because birds operate at that level, dude. Yeah, so birds. I have a bird, and I'll tell you. Yeah, he operates at that level. Right. He he can. He uses my computer better than I do. You can look at the bird porn that he's firing up when I'm gone. It's crazy. So, so bird has registered that that Jaden has tried to help. Bird processes even though things. even though that all baby birds are dead. Later on. When Jaden is caught... With the freeze coming in. With the freeze coming yes. Too far he's away from the hotspot. He's, he's going to the hotspot. And it's just like out of the freaking day after tomorrow or whatever yep. it was. That, that shit movie with the... That we were all given to live in fear about the nuclear apocalypse. Wasn't the nuclear... Wasn't the, it was just a climate shift. No, it was, it was climax, just a climate shift. And, and how... Yeah, the 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 uh, the temperature change was basically just so creeping, drastic. Yes, creeping up right you can behind. See it coming. See everything freezing. So, but they even had the plants of like five minutes beforehand. Yeah. The, the leaves of all the plants would all turn frosty yeah. and white and all that stuff. Instead of dying, which they would do. Yes. No, they just they've learned right. to survive it. Right. They. Um, yeah. So there's there's lush greenery everywhere on this planet. <laughs> Forget the. Uh, the, uh, the, the hum, nightly hum, deep degree, freeze. Yeah, the deep freeze every night. Lush greenery. Anyway, and, and Jaden gets caught out in this. And we're like, all right, well, this is it. Too much for Jaden. Then all of a sudden, he's like trapped under something. He gets dragged off by something we don't see. And he wakes up the next morning after the freeze has lifted. And he, he gets out and climbs underneath it. And we see that it's that bird... He, he protected Jaden with his wing and kept him warm. Yep. To his own death. The bird died. Yep. And this is like the bird repaying Katai for helping to so not have any of its bird that's survive. a survival a survivor had no survival instinct at this point. <laughs> it gave up. <laughs> it's like, was there a part of you hoping that this was going to turn out to be a human that gave its life, Something. that found him. I really wanted that this to have been some because human that no would survive. Because there's no emotional connection to the fact that this bird. bird. First of all, I don't. I was rooting for the bird a lot more than I was rooting for Katah. Oh, dude, I was so hoping that the bird would there's... eat him, regurgitate the babies, <laughs> then end credits. I'm like, okay, fitting end <laughs> yes. this movie. There's... The human race is done here. Yeah, okay, bird wins. Because there's no reason at all to root for Katai or oh. Cipher in this flick at all. Um, so anyway, he he miraculously survives thanks to the bird, and then all of a sudden he he's he stumbles upon the tail, mm-hmm. and all this whole journey up to the tail, we see where he he broke somehow one of his uh, running from something or something. He broke two of his little oxygen packs. Yeah, it was when he was so, when he jumped into the water, escaping from the baboons. Yeah, perhaps. But Which he, the again, the baboons somehow never caught up with him. Never caught up to him, right? And then he got the leech. Um, and apparently, baboons don't like water. Who knows? No, they, they don't. 
um, yeah, so they've made this big thing on countless points along this journey of pointing out the fact that he doesn't have enough oxygen. But rather than making that, some building some sort of tension around that, of him being stuck out at the tail section now with no oxygen, he just conveniently stumbles across a whole new plethora of oxygen packs oh, out there. Dozens of them. Yeah. Which is interesting. Because if I'm preparing a ship for this kind of travel, I'm thinking the vast majority of those are in the cockpit. They're going to be where the pilot is. Yeah. Not in the tail section. Yeah. Not in the stowage. Sorry, people in the stowage. Those flying the ship are going to get the equipment they need to survive. And, yeah, it, and at no point does Will Smith, Cypher Rage, reference the fact that there may be more back there. Right. It was such a ridiculous plot device. And so then finally we come to the boss battle. Where he well said, like a video game. Yeah, exactly. He confronts the Ursa. And somehow, through this journey, he has figured out that, yes, fear is a state of mind. Because mm-hmm. he harkens back to his own narration from earlier. Right. And they keep referencing, like, uh, a sister that died mm-hmm. uh, at some point at the hands of an Ursa. Because apparently fear for her was real. And it showed up at her door, disguised as an Avon lady. It knocked <laughs> it on the might front as door. Well have. Because from our point of view, it was literally going door to door from apartments. And what's interesting is I never could get a sense of what Nova Prime's housing looked like. Because this apartment that they had looked like something from the Jetsons. Yet when they showed Nova Prime, it looked like a desert planet with nothing. Right. But here he is in this gorgeous house. She puts him in this plastic egg-like thing. Yeah, tells because him not he knows to he's scared. Right. But the pheromones won't escape the same and plastic so, egg. Thing. And she goes and answers the door. So she knew something was out there. So evidently it knocked nicely like the Schwann delivery guy. If they have this egg thing mm-hmm. for the kid. And it looked to me like it was designed for this exact purpose. Built the fucking and apartment you know, out of it. Well, I'm saying, if, if you know these Ursas still exist out there, and you've designed this thing, why wouldn't you have designed it for everybody? Yeah. Why it, wouldn't it, she have had one of these things to hide under? Just, you know, it's the old idea, if we have a black box in an airplane that survives every crash, build the fucking plane of the black box material. Same thing. If Ursas are going yeah. door to door looking yeah. for people, yeah. build the apartment under this like, shit. You mention, like, Who is it? Candy Graham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Candy Graham from Argo. That's the shark side of it. Kind of look up. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. It's an Ursa. Yeah. Yeah. Don't move. Yeah. Exactly. We're good. Don't want me. We're good. We're good. Just uh, Ursa's in here. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, just, just uh, yeah, we're getting it on. It was, it was so ridiculous, and and the way the Ursa came in and just tore her ass up, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's like so. Let me get this. You're not seeing kid rolling around in fish tank in the corner. No, you're lighting this chick up and moving on. Mm-hmm. That's it. This is what you're selling me. This plastic is saving his ass. 
Right, because the pheromone, fear pheromone, couldn't get out. So, so why see. wasn't every suit that they were fighting in made of this shit? Right. It's the most ridiculous thing. They they this movie posits so many ideas and then does nothing with them. Yeah. It it, it it's like it had this big grand idea in mind, looking at like, oh they'll be after Earth three, but we'll get into why we didn't do well, that. How, you need to get through number one first, which is terrible. How about the uh the um all the technology in this future, uh, just just astounding advanced tech. But somehow, we've lost the ability to give a brother a prosthetic leg. Oh, fuck him, he didn't Because we are introduced to Cypher Rage at the beginning of the split. Mm-hmm. And he's this, this heralded general. He is the man. He is the... The Norman fucking Schwarzkopf of... Oh, he's badass, dude. Yeah, he he is absolutely. legendary. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and all of a sudden there's this guy who's like in a wheelchair with a couple other cadets pulled up and, and he's he's got... Uh, he's sans leg. Yeah, he, no leg at, at the knee or something like that. He's like, stand me up. And he's like, you know, don't worry about it, cadet. And he's like, no, stand me up. And I'm thinking like with all this tech you couldn't... Here we are today in 2013, and the, technolo- the technology of of legs and prosthetics is already here. But a thousand years in the future, yeah, fuck him. Apparently, dude can't get a brother can't get a leg. Yeah, we're too busy making stuff to fight the Ursas at that point. We, we've lost we've lost our ability to create effective weaponry and prosthetic legs or cool looking spaceship material. Because, again, the spaceship was made out of PVC pipe, <laughs> aluminum foil, yeah, and saran wrap. Saran wrap. <laughs> and my shower curtain is the same stuff the doors of the, the spaceship yeah. were made of. Because every time they showed it, it was this weird plasticky thing folding in and out, yeah. which kept atmosphere out. Because, again, plane, plane, ship crashes, and Cypher Rage has no concern about his own health oxygen-wise. Right. It's give them all to the kid. This thing's had a full... Hull breach, nothing. You have no tail section. Right. I'm fairly certain that this oxygen loss will hit the cabin. No, we're good. Shower curtain's holding it up. Right, right. It was... Dude, it was horrible. Yeah. Other than some some decent visuals on on occasion, there's no redeeming quality to this movie. We did. So the final battle. Oh, yeah, the Ursa battle. So, what we find is that there are cold spouts and stuff. Oh, yeah, we did forget one thing here. Oh. When he makes it to the tail section, he finds the beacon. Oh, yes. But the beacon won't work where he's standing. Right. So, Cypher Rage is using the force to say... Yes. Because Some all of a sudden an they electro, can't communicate. There's an electromagnetic issue in the atmosphere above where this tail section is. So the only logical solution at this point is to go 10 miles over there and climb to the top of the erupting volcano. Spewing volcanic ash into the air. Because the beacon will work up there. So all of a sudden he's fucking Frodo and needs to go climb to the pits of of, uh, Mordor. And Cypher Rage is saying, son, climb. Because their communications aren't working. He can see what his son's seeing. Right. What I love is he can see what his son's seeing. But his camera was on his son's back the whole time. (laughs) Yet somehow he's seeing what his son's seeing. It made no... So anyway, he's saying, son, climb. Come on. With with an accent. 
Right. Oh. We were mentioning the accents. Oh, we, well, we haven't. Uh, Cypher Rage had that. I have no no thoughts, no fears, no nothing. So. Right. But Jaden's accent, Katai's accent. Yeah. I got nothing. I it no was idea. like no, some was... weird southern one, sir. Sir, sir, I'm, sir, I'm doing what I can, sir. Please, sir, can I have and, some so more? Are you a retarded <laughs> southern kid? Yeah. Are you angry Cockney child? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> so he, so Cipher Rage is throwing his willpower at the kid. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty good. And then, <laughs> and then he says, "I'm gonna go to the top of that mountain. That's what I need to do." The mountain being the active volcano. And as he gets closer, he realizes, oh wait, all of a sudden communication starts happening between Father ah, and Son again. Yes. And he's given the hint, the Ursa is on his tail. Yeah. The Ursa is tracking him. Smells the fear. So, as he's climbing up the side of this volcanic mountain, right. and basically doing parkour over all of the lava fields. No, they, they, those were nothing to him. Right. And he finds these caverns inside of it with cold spots and water areas. Right. Because the suit he's wearing can't protect him from the sub-zero temperatures, but oddly enough, don't burn him to death. Well, I mean, again, they were, on, they were on desert planets, so cold, right. nah, yeah, the right. extreme heat. We can't, anything under 20 degrees is problematic. Yeah. 200 degrees, no yeah. problem. Right. And that's minor. So he, he's going through this, and Ursa's chasing him. And Ursa's having no issue navigating these caverns. Right. It can clearly see every nook and cranny, including, including him climbing. But it's all well and good that it can spell fear. Mm. But it's navigating surfaces that it shouldn't be able to. Mm-hmm. I get the spelling fear. But it should still have to wonder if it can't see what it's climbing on. And it's at no point does this come into play. Because when you get to the final battle, Cypher Rage goes to his mind. And it's basically drop and roll. Stay perfectly still. It's it's bear attack. Bear attacks you, they say play dead. I ain't playing dead. I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. I'm... I'm Sorry, that may be my death, yeah. but there's no way I'm laying there for Bear to, for, to molest me all at once. Right. I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. He decides to lay there and let Ursa molest him all he wants. But because he lays still, Ursa can't. Ursa has climbed every surface there is. Ursa has done everything it wants to to him. Right. But as soon as he stays perfectly still and shows no fear, Ursa cannot see him whatsoever. Right. Ursa's still navigating a, the mountain face. It was a technique called ghosting. Right. Which, to my knowledge, is a Scientology thing. Is it? To my knowledge, it is. Okay. I don't know. No. don't remember hearing about it in the Master, but... Well, yeah, but the Master wasn't straight Scientology. No. It was fucking sand girl out in the middle of the beach. <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> So he lays perfectly still, he ghosts in the Ursa, doesn't see him. And then he pops up and cuts the fucking Ursa apart. Yeah. Because he has no fear now. Right. So he was able to go from scared shitless to shutting his fear off like that in seconds. Yep. 
Bullshit. Yeah. I, I want to see you fight your body's natural ability to fear, uh, to, to the old fight or flight. I want to see this. It's not possible. Right. And if this is what your entire movie is based on, bullshit. You have a flawed premise from the get-go. It's a horrible story. It, it There might have been some decent concepts in it, but, but nothing is fleshed out in this movie to make it worth being invested in. No. It, and Jaden Smith just plain cannot act. Oh, dude, he was horrible. He, he, he was horrible. Kristen Stewart is thanking him for this movie. Because so she's no longer the worst actor. She suddenly fire. comes out as Oscar level <laughs> after what Jaden pulled off in this. Yeah. If honestly, if this doesn't win the Razzie for worst actor of the year, I don't know. And we've trashed the Razzies before, but this one is deserving of it. He oh, yeah. flat out had no right to this role. There was nothing. And I'd be curious to see if somebody really could act. <laughs> If this movie would have felt better, maybe the story would have still, still sucked. Weak. But anytime you wanted to care about him, then he'd act. Yeah, and you couldn't care. No, I didn't give. You I wanted him to get shit. eaten by the baboon. I didn't give a shit. You wanted the leech's little poison the, to kill his ass. The whole father trying to connect with the son thing never works. At oh, all. dude, that there was no point to no. that. It did no. nothing. No. There's no other actor. Will Smith barely has anything to do here. And Will Smith's pretty bad in this movie. He is but bad. He's bad in as much as his character is written in a way that he's not going to be good. His character is written that he can't show emotion, which is interesting because the only emotion he's not supposed to show is fear. Right. Why can't he show happiness? Why can't he be happy for it's his just, family? Just because it's against. Yeah, he was his, douche. Yeah, he was a douche. It, it, it didn't make which, any sense. Which, which makes the whole redemption thing with his son just fall flat. It does nothing. And, and that scene at the very end where he wants to stand and salute his yeah, son. Yeah, where it's the same, it's just rehashed in the beginning, like, stand me up, because he hurt his leg. But we've seen this. Yeah. It was... And then he basically said, well, his son makes the comment about, what, not wanting to be a ranger or wanting to do something else. So do I, son. So do I. Uh, Roll credits. Um, one out of five. At uh, that, yeah, that's exactly only because there was some decent visuals. This movie and and Shyamalan can't be held a hundred. I, I hold him about twenty five percent accountable here. Yeah, and Will and Jaden get the other seventy five percent. I'll I'll put on Overbrook. Overbrook is 75% to blame, with that being the entire Smith organization. Yeah. And finally, finally, this this movie isn't doing shit. I don't even know if it's going to recoup. Yeah. I don't know what the I, overseas I'll be curious, is. Right. I'll be curious to see what the overseas is. Will Smith is sold Domestically, this is sucking wind. Oh. And please, just go away. Yeah. Will Smith and, and his spawn just go Go away. And if Will wants to come back as what we remember Will for being, so be it. But if Will is going to be just promoting his kids and giving us this shit, don't bother. Yeah. 
Keep your money, retire a rich old bastard, and call it good. Your kids don't want for anything anyway, but don't right. force them down our throat. This was an absolute waste of every dime I spent on it. I even you 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 owe me my four fifty my fucking root beer, you <laughs> bastard. It was horrible. <laughs> fucking douche. All right, I think we've we've lambasted that enough. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. With what looks to be a much better experience. It's our third experience. of the big three movies this year. Yep. Then we get to the ones that we're interested in. of Steel. Can't fucking wait, No dude. shit, dude. All right. See you in a couple weeks. Late. Wait.